<laughs> it's been a week. It's not nearly as effective now. Anyway, no. um, shit. Well, you live and you learn. Uh, so last week we talked about uh, unique characters. We had a special guest uh, with Matthew, better known as uh, Murdoch Monroe and Archer Graves. We had a... Mm-hmm pretty good show a pretty good show interesting questions uh uh spooky characters coming out and about and things of that nature and murdoch maybe a little better understood a little less misunderstood (laughs) yes how has your week been sarah it's been good busy in the rp world just there's not enough days to get all this shit done never Never like really. I need mm. like another like twelve hours every day. Yesterday completely got away, and I feel like every day gets away. Like <clears throat> I have a list in my head of things that need to get, need to you know Desmond needs to get done or Arlo needs to get done. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like it's it's a never ending, uncompleted list. Definitely. Caught you mid drink, didn't I? No. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, the topic this week is going to be law enforcement RP. Uh, and we mm-hmm. opened up the discussion a little early. We try to do the discussion in the week leading up to. So, guys, if you're listening after the fact, please be sure to jump in the Discord and uh, grab your LTR podcast role. And you can jump in on these conversations. They shape our future episodes and they help sarah stay on track isn't that right me yeah <laughs> i guess <laughs> i listen i gotta have somebody to put it off on <laughs> fair enough i guess fair I'll enough to be the punching bag it's okay <laughs> all right well without further ado i'm sure everybody's been a little anxious uh people that were in the green room you know who our guest is But for those of you Mm -hmm. who are slouching and you're not in the Discord and you're not in the green room, you don't know. Uh, Bruce Buffer voice or SpongeBob? No. SpongeBob. I don't think I have to. I don't think I could do it. Are you ready? Are you ready? (laughs) But like SpongeBob. I don't. No, I can't do it. Okay. SpongeBob. I could probably do Squidward. <laughs> He's 37. No. <laughs> He's 37 years old from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Been involved with GTA, GTA, that's a tongue twister, GTA RP for about three years. And he's just recently brought his son into the addiction. Oh, gosh. He should be hung up by his toenails. What has he done? <laughs> his hobbies include watching football and hockey, as well as being a video game connoisseur. His favorite motto is live free, die hard. His favorite movie is Purgatory. I can't say I've ever seen that one. Mm-hmm. He's been known to deliver boxes with a smile on them. Shout out super popular online retail giant. No copyright here. <laughs> Everybody do me a favor and welcome Kevin to the show, better known as Assistant Chief Alvin Olinsky. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Oh, shoot. Can't good. complain. Can't complain a bit. Right, right, right. I'm excited for the show. 
I know he's been excited. He's been messaging me for like every day. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm Dude, so excited. I couldn't wait. Yeah, I, I was really it. excited about uh, this. It's really something that I, I, I love to do. So, right, right. Uh, and we we try to keep it loose here. Um, I, I, we have kind of a loose outline, but I think my favorite part about the show is that it is a very loose. Uh, sort of ad, not necessarily ad-libbed but uh, off the cuff conversation Just we'll call it discussion we're not mm -hmm. like strict yeah Just i don't have a talk about rv it's not like i have a list of rapid fire questions or anything to throw at you no we don't do that around here <laughs> <laughs> we don't do right. that um not so if you would uh for anybody in the chat that that may not know your characters uh go ahead and just give us a breakdown of uh who you play uh and any details you want to throw out there so i play elvin olinsky uh as the assistant chief of the lspd and i also play uh the vice president of ronnie ransom as well the vice president uh, of ronnie book. ransom Yep, or a lost yeah. MC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I do want to yeah. remind you, um, real quick, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I do want to remind you, um, please, if you would refrain from any sound notifications during the show. Also, if you would hold your questions for the till the end. Um, if you join the Discord, you can jump in the LTR section and we can actually bring you on stage live to ask your questions. Um, I, yeah. I meant to touch on that earlier, so... Uh, apologies, Kevin. Uh, please continue where we left off. Yeah, so uh, I'm at vice president for the Lost MC. Um, I play Ronnie Ransom, and I play Elvin Olinsky, which uh, Elvin Olinsky, I played, I think I brought him in one other city, and I really didn't bring him anywhere else uh, after I, I, I brought him in. Ronnie has gone uh, to a couple other cities, uh, but Ronnie has also been like kind of in and out. Uh, I've been in and out of RP with him because I'm trying to still like build his RP, uh, his RP in that case. Um, with Ronnie, it's a little he's a little bit different. Like I said, I, I've had him go through other um, other cities and everything like that. Olinsky, I've been building his or RP for a while now, and that was like pretty much my main character. That's why I was afraid to actually bring him over here in Gen Eight because I knew I was going to get like hooked onto onto him 100% back to him and recontinue his storyline that I was just going through and everything. Yeah, and uh, I was just telling Sarah earlier. Um, you and I go pretty far back, especially with Arlo oh, yeah. and Olinsky. Um, so Olinsky's been in the in the cop game for a long time. So uh, a, a great guest for today's topic. Um, and your characters, as okay. we so often find, are stark opposites. Olinsky is, you know, he's long arm of the law, assistant chief, uh, number two in LSPD. And ironically, Ronnie is also a number two in the organization. <laughs> um, but he is a stark opposite of Alinsky, uh, criminal through and through. And uh, although I do, I do like Ronnie. Ronnie is a is a a, a nice criminal. I like to put it. At least he's nice like to to the other criminals. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, when you ain't got numbers and everything like that, you want to start shit where where you can't defend yourself and everything like that. But there's there's quite a few people that uh, I know I've uh, 
like uh, the pineapple heads when they, or how they were announced at first. <laughs> uh, I remember them and everything. And uh, whenever they, they kind of cocked attitude with uh, AC and myself the one night and like I threw them out of our uh, out of the bike shop and didn't even work on their bike because they were like talking all this smack on us and everything. And I'm like, yeah, no, get the fuck out of here. Like that ain't going to happen. Uh, you're not going to disrespect us in our shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you catch more flies with uh, honey than you do with vinegar. And that's what, uh, that's what Desmond tries to instill in everybody. Like we can be these rough around the edges assholes and we can get shit done, but we don't need to be unnecessary with it. Like, I mean, it doesn't benefit us one bit to be an asshole to anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Alinsky, uh, man, I, I, I really just, I, I really, I don't know. I, I really try to play both both sides because you know, being on a crim side and everything like that, it, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, you get the understanding with Olinsky. So I think that's why Olinsky's so understanding and and every which way, whenever it comes to criminals doing certain things and everything like that. Yeah, I think understanding goes a long way, and I, I've got, uh, I worked us up a list of uh, of discussion points from you know, the previous week's discussion, and that's actually part of it. It comes up a couple of times. Um, the first thing that was brought to attention in the conversation was uh, that law enforcement role play can require uh, serious attention to detail and as well as added responsibility. Um, you, you are a law enforcement officer. You are policing the server, for lack of a better term, not necessarily for server rule violations, but you're policing the entire server, the entire state. Um, so that with that, it does come uh, a lot more responsibility. What are, what are some examples of some of the responsibilities that, you know, you have to do and take care of it, especially as, as an assistant, there's a lot, I know there's a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. So the first day of becoming assistant chief, I think I was meeting after meeting and like, I was like, man, this is, this is a lot of fun. And then, you know, the second and third day, it was like paperwork after paperwork going through um, uh, going through the MDT, making sure reports are written out correctly, make sure, you know, everybody had supplemented that was on scene, uh, which I know we kind of got away from a little bit. Uh, and now we're like, we're knowing the head and the, and the, or the, whatever, uh, the, the, the nail in the coffin on that one, you know, it, it's, um, it's one of those things that that's the biggest touchy one. And especially since we got people going into court now and everything like that, um, you know, when we, we got to watch numbers, when we're going on scenes, that's a very big one that, you know, as assistant chief, I, I try to stay back and let, you know, the other commanding officers do their thing on, on their end and everything like that. So it's like, we, we kind of have to let them like run, uh run through and see how they're doing because we gave them that position for a reason at the end of the day uh so like yeah being assistant chief there's a lot to come and tell to it uh you know somebody asks for a higher person when they're down in the cells oh well this guy did this this and this you know and then you got to take your guy back and say well you can fight it in court or whatnot and they pretty much do you know then they want to see my boss. I'm like, well, then you're going to have to wait and we're just going to book you now. And then you can, and if he thinks we were in the wrong, then he'll, uh, he'll do whatever he needs to do on his end. You talk about, uh, all the reports and all the paperwork. That is one thing that I think a lot of people 
I won't say underestimate, but they maybe they don't expect it. Um, but there is mm -hmm. an extensive amount of paperwork on the back end, which I think, um, and I maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I think that that might be what what oftentimes causes that. Um, not I won't say win loss mentality because I don't like that's not what it is, but it it definitely creates a drive. Like we spent all this time on all this paperwork you know, we got to get these bastards, but, um, you know, that's, it is a big part of it is, is the reports and they are super, super, super important. Yeah. So another thing with love them, some people hate them, the report writing and all that. I love it. Funny, Carla loves funny it. part about it. I like funny it. part about it. I, I actually like doing the reports. It's just my spelling's ass. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it really is. So whenever I go to write a report, it's like, we're going to get, this is going to get kicked out of the courts because my spelling's incorrect or, and with, and all this other stuff. And, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, we literally with going to the courts, now we got paperwork on top of that with going to court. Like if we need a warrant request or we need, um, once we get that warrant request in, now we got to go back to the court, see if the judge signed it. If it's not documented right, she can decline it and ask for more. Uh, she needs more to it, and then I can re-put out the warrant. So it's like it's a it's a big big process now. It is, um, and the, especially in you know the server that we're in now, they have uh, a lot of very helpful scripts for law enforcement and a lot of really cool and detailed evidence scripts, evidence collection, shell casings, blood, uh, bullet trajectories. It's, it's, there's a lot there and it, it all goes into that, um, building that court RP. So scenes don't necessarily end right. Whenever there's an arrest made that RP has the chance to continue on even, even into the court system. So then there again, the reports come back into play yet again. They're, they're a constant throughout the whole timeline. I always oh, love 100%. linking more than one case to each other. Like, mm. okay, we got this gun. It was used in this crime and this crime. Now we're going to get you for all these. Cause you got the gun in your hand. Serial robber. He's stealing fruit loops. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like oh crap they got me now um the next point actually kind of links to this one because of all the serious attention to detail uh the report writing and and such it, it can cause fast burnout especially if you just literally bring your leo in work a shift and when you go off duty you fly out if all you do is work work, 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 and you will, it's, mm -hmm. you'll burn yourself out so fast. Have you, so, yeah, uh, that's, I was going to say, have you ever experienced that? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, whenever I first brought Alinsky in, I wanted to learn. So my whole thing was I'm a workaholic and I know Arlo and Alinsky shared that same background as well. We literally were on duty all the time. And not only that, yeah, I, I also think it as Alinsky is like, well, I need to get work done on my car, but I know I just arrested this criminal over here. Why am I going to go get work off of this criminal? Or, you know, I'm going to go and hang out with people in the city, but it's all criminals that are on at the end of the, at the end of the night. So I've been trying to find some officers and stuff like that. Uh, like last night, um, 
you know, Gage was uh, still uh, still in, and Olinsky, you know, hit him up to see if he wanted to come over and everything like that. But Gage was uh, doing something with some other people at the time, so that's okay, no worries. But that's also the other part of with being, um, you know, assistant chief and everything like that. So I'm Walker and I went back up to my house, went back up to our house, and you know, chilled out there, planted some stuff and everything like that. But yeah, it does. Uh, I, like I said, I know I burned out there uh, towards the end, and I even tried to go back to playing as a criminal, and it just was like it's not the same. It it, it really wasn't. Um, the one thing I will say, ver crim versus a officer, an officer, you have like I don't know, it challenges my RP on what I want to do at every single thing that I do. A criminal, I can do whatever the hell I want and mm -hmm. not have to worry about no consequences. Don't have to worry about pretty much anything. You know, more discipline with being a Leo. Yep. And it, well, and it challenges me. <clears throat> yep, oh, yeah. Because then you got to you got to remember, oh, I'm an officer. I can't just go through 20, 30 light, uh, red lights at this time. You know, I got to show mm -hmm. that I'm representing representing the law. I mean, I catch myself where I'll hit two red lights and stop at them. And then, you know, two more red lights and I go through them. And then again, <laughs> and then again, and it's like because some of them just don't change. <laughs> yeah i I try to uh, sometimes i'll go 10 seconds uh, but i try to at least honor the five second rule and then, then there are sometimes particularly when i'm undercover as arlo i will sit at the damn red light as long as it's red I'll, I'll just sit there <laughs> i do that if i'm just patrolling and there's nothing going on i'll wait through red lights until they turn green and i'll well, say this on that end is that's how you get your people that are speeding is by stopping at the red lights as an officer. Mm -hmm. 110%. I try to tell everybody to stop at every red light that you possibly can because, I mean, whenever I first brought Olinsky over, I was like, okay, I'm going to go sit in my normal spots. And I would sit in some normal spots uh, that I would, and I would catch still same spots, still the same people speeding in those same spots. But then I started driving around the city more, going up into Polito, going uh, through Sandy. And then I was stopping at red lights and I was getting more t more people flying, just floating right past me because I'd be sitting behind two car, you know, two other cars and my radar would catch them. And I was like, ah, mm -hmm. they didn't see me. You're either going to catch them running the red light or hauling ass down the hill coming up behind you. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And I will say, I love that Olinsky got Bean Machine and he's opening it and like, you know, talking with the community. That's a really cool thing to do, not just be a cop all the time because you will get burned out real quick. Have you, uh, Sarah, have you ever experienced any burnout? I know you have uh, Anna and she was actually fairly high up with um, the state police in a different server. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced any burnout? I did. It was more of a, I couldn't do what I wanted to do, kind of a burnout. Like you can always only tell people so many times to mm. do it this way, do it this way. Nobody listens. It gets frustrating. So I just stopped playing as Anna for a long time. Yeah. And we all know that Arlo took a break for quite some time. I I wish I had kept count of how many messages I got from people. Where's Arlo? What's going on with Arlo? Where's Arlo? Where's Arlo? Um, yeah, serious burnout. And it does happen. And it happens to the best of us. Uh, that's for damn sure. Yeah. But it's good to recognize it and take a break if you need a break. Mm -hmm. You know, don't feel like you have to 
be a cop every day if you're really good at it or you know you're just a regular take go a off duty one go off duty live a civilian life or you know take tell your boss tell your tell ass chief here that you need a couple of days off to uh <laughs> gather your thoughts and uh collect like your marbles yesterday i flew in as anna i did the the bowling alley stuff then i took her to the gym for like half an hour before she went on duty she punched Alyssa in the face and he goes, like, oh, well, that didn't even hurt. You need to go to That's the gym, boy. That's why she went to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you hit like I a hit fly. You again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like, I literally, she socked me and I was like waiting for like half my 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 life bar to just drop. And I was like, oh, what is nope. this foreplay? And she's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Innocent Anna. Well, the the yep. gym makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie hit you, you'd be on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. We talked about in our discussion, it came up that, uh, and it, it may have been me that actually said this, so I apologize. I'm just going to throw it in there anyway. Um, RP kind of kind of just comes naturally to the Leos, right? The criminals start the scene, we'll say. they Let's say they start a bank robbery, um, and that is the police officer's call to go to that scene, and that's when the RP starts, the minute they roll out of, uh, for them, the minute they roll out of the station. Um, and I've always said that I think it could be looked at as criminals uh, create the scenes, and then it's, as Leos, it's our responsibility to nurture that scene. And what I mean by that is we don't want to just show up and uh, be super aggressive and completely shut the scene down before it even begins, because... I mean, let's be real. We're we're not here. We're not playing GTA Online. We're not here to play a competitive game. We're here to role play and tell stories. And it should just be fun. We shouldn't be uh, we shouldn't be concerned with a score. I'll say. Um, right. But I do think it is that is a huge responsibility of law enforcement role players is to kind of nurture the scene and uh, and prolong that role play because um, everybody benefits from it, whether they get away from the cops or not it's still fun you're not sitting on the side of the road thinking man i wish somebody would go rob something (laughs) you know so sure it's quiet in the moment uh, it's it's good to remind yourself that uh if it's if it's really busy enjoy it uh and if it's not really busy prolong those scenes extend them out as long as you can um what are some ways that you guys have uh extended scenes like that um with with criminals when you are uh, quote unquote called to role play or robberies you know uh those ones are like pretty much like smash and grabs though people will come in they'll they'll hit the store real quick and you know uh don't wait for cops to get there you know which initially okay that's fine uh i get it because at IRL you're not gonna you're not gonna wait for a cop to come there just to talk to them but so to keep it going you know we um when we do show up on scene we see people there you know we just we we start a conversation you know okay well you're here just getting water because that's mostly the excuse that the officers get is oh we're buying something or fanta uh, yep or, or you know we're just <laughs> we here buy buying fanta. Some snacks and some <laughs> buying snacks and everything like that i'm like oh, okay you're buying snacks all right well you know um for instance uh we had one the other day. I was like, hey, if you could just step over here, talk with this officer here while I talk with you, you know, 
we'll get this we'll, we'll get this on, on on our way and going and then they'll come back and they'll say something to us that has to reiterate it and kind of it, it kind of is like almost like a refresh like like somebody's hitting a refresh button on every time that you're at as at a robbery vangelica is like one of the best ones uh, that i can always say because everybody's always saying they're shopping for their mother or their grandmother or their girlfriend uh some people are uh they're just telling us that they're robbing the place and, you know, we're trying to talk them down. And, and that's the biggest one is ne trying to negotiate. Negotiations is like, okay, like you don't have to do this. Like you, that step out, we'll cut you some break if you give yourself up. You know, taking that time out and just uh, being able to do that on the fly is, is really the, the biggest thing. Like I said, the, the store robberies are, are the biggest ones that, we try to prolong we, we try not to prolong too too much but we will prolong we know they're getting like maybe a diamond some rings and some gold bars out of it and they're gone for the uh, right after that you know i'm not gonna tell all my guys to go and get into a chase with them but if there's that one officer that is hanging back and he wants to go then you know as assistant chief I, i'm like hey one the two officers that are here will stay back clean up clear the scene and then have the other person go in and do the chase. And then when we're done clearing the scene, we'll uh, then we'll jump into the chase too, if we really wanted to keep it going even further. Yeah. And that's, um, we talk about long form RP all the time too. And I think that, that Leo RP is the biggest subject of long form RP being that, you know, like I was saying earlier, your, your cases will go on through, through to the judicial system. Your reports are constantly being reviewed um, so everything you do is continued, even if you're not necessarily involved in it, you're what you do and your role play is, is shaping the rest of the story. Um, you know, and I think this brings up, we, we talk about, um, playing both sides a lot. And I think it's important for a few reasons, because you'll see that on the flip side, uh, criminals actually spend most of the time they spend a lot of time setting up whether it be getting all the tools they need for the jobs coming up with a plan coming up with outfits so a lot of times you know they'll put a ton of time i know we've put a lot of time into scenes and costumes and stuff before so that's another reason that we sometimes suspend reality uh to kind of nurture that role play so that these scenes can can be different every time and fresh every time. Do you know who's behind that mask because of their voice? Yeah, you probably do. But, um, you know, you got to play it off as you don't. It's a right. I mean, it's at the a, end of the day, when you have a smaller community, when you have uh, yeah, you just have to kind of you, you got to roll with it. You got to roll bit. with it. Just get loose with it. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Limber <laughs> up. Yep. Um, it always kind of brings something fresh to, um, and that's, you know, the costumes and the stories and this, that, and the other crims. If you're listening, spend some time on your stories. Um, you know, it, it goes a long way when you come up with a new outfit or you come up with a new story, especially if, you know, some of these people that have been doing Leo RP for a long time have probably heard a lot of the same stories over and over and over and over. And while we'll go along with it, it's like, man, you know, sometimes you wish it was just something fresh, something to make you mm -hmm. laugh. Uh, I saw Murdoch kind of hanging around in the chat. Uh, his character Archer uh, ran into the Fanta bandits one night. Um, 
we pretty much just changed our voice and did horrible Spanish accents. And uh, yeah, it was so bad. We buy Fanta. (laughs) We buy Fanta as we're running away, riding past Blair and the Fanta song. And then poor Archer, he had a head pop. We felt so bad. (laughs) So we went and changed, got a different car, and we picked him up. He's like, yeah. oh my God, what are, what are the odds of you being here? And I know he knew it was mm-hmm. us, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. We wanted that chase, but it kind of got cut short with the head bob. So mm-hmm. we were using a really slow car too. I kept looking in the mirror and all of a mm-hmm. sudden they were just gone. I was like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So It is kind of hard to get creative though as a criminal it can be you gotta, you gotta just use your imagination as much as possible help i put on an old man mask and uh have the other person dress up like uh, like childish colored clothes and stuff and it can be grandma and grand, uh, grandpa and grandson at the jewelry store and there i mean the sky's mm-hmm. the limit really if you think about it in the heat of the moment right. we sometimes panic and we're like oh i don't know what to do but the next time you're just sitting around at work and twiddling your thumbs for some reason and getting paid to do it, um, just think about it. Like, what's the story I could use? Really funny. Like when I was Stephanie and she's in the the nurse outfit, Robin House. Oh, dude, that was freaking and hysterical. Did you see the old man? He ran out of here. He thought I was stealing his stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody that went along great. with it. Yep. Still looking for that old man in his underwear. With his poop stains going down the back of his underwear. <laughs> yeah. we, we call him so, Skid Mark. Yeah. That was a shitty situation. Situation. Or whatever she and said. I, I know you hear Olinsky says in the background, literally now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about the being a law enforcement role player requires a certain amount of, or a certain thickness of skin. Um it's not for everybody, and I think, I think there's there should be understanding on both sides. I think that, um, you know, a criminal is not going to thank you, for, can't thank a cop for arresting them. You should expect a certain amount of oh, pushback. Every, every word that mm-hmm. comes out of everybody's mouth is is a curse word, you know, or calling us pigs or whatever it may be. So, and. Then this is, and that where that ties in is, is everybody that's out there li- listen to what I'm saying. Understand? Don't take it as they're taking. They're actually saying it to you. They're saying it to mm-hmm. your character. Mm-hmm. I know a couple of people that would DM me, and it's not from this or this is way back when, whenever I was an FTO trainer and everything like that. Like this guy called us all this, 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 and this. We need to report them, and I'm like, they didn't literally physically call you a pig. They didn't literally call you a. Uh, you know, and say all those words to you, they send it to your character. So whenever they say it, but don't, but as a criminal, whenever a cop does do come back at you, don't get upset at them either. You know what I mean? Because they will, sometimes they will, they're only going to take, they're only going to take so much. They're going to take so much. And then they're eventually, and then they're eventually going to just say, all right, well, there's that little, there's that one thing. And then I'm not going to lie in IRL, the one thing, and I, and and it's funny because in here, because my son even asks me, he goes, how in IRL someone t- cusses at me or calls me a name in a curse word, I am like livid. But in here, I get called it. I joke back with them. I do everything different and, and every which way. <laughs> it, it's so funny. 
Yeah, just when you first sign up to be a Leo, if this is your first time, just know people are not going to like you. Criminals are not going to like you. If you're doing it to be like Mr. Popular and whatever, it's probably not going to go that way. I think the thing is that there are not, so in our role play world, there are not really petty criminals, right? I mean, there's one or two that I can think of that just do petty crime all the time. Uh, but most of these criminals in, in, in the stories are hardened criminals that, you know, deal with mass mm -hmm. amounts of, uh, you know, illegal substances and uh, firearms and things like that. So they're, most of them are not very nice people uh, and they're not going to thank you for arresting them. Now th that does bring up another point. You know, you have RP aggression, which is, which is, which is honest to God role play. And then there's what a lot of people hate this word, but there's toxicity. Um, mm -hmm. Toxicity to me, I think is there's intent behind toxicity and you can almost hear that intent when somebody's truly really pissed at you you can hear it in their voice or at least i can yeah, um, yeah there's a difference but there is definitely a difference um personal attacks personal jabs personal insults that falls under toxicity to me um we we sh we're not speaking to that real world person we have to completely disconnect ourselves and realize that we are not speaking to i'm not talking to Sarah. I'm not talking to Kevin. I'm, you know, this is Desmond and Alinsky and, and Desmond and Steph, or it, mm -hmm. that's where the separation is incredibly important. And All one right. thing that comes to mind when Anna first met up with Michael, he was pretty mean to her <laughs> and Michael and Stephanie are fine. You know, mm -hmm. me and Six outside of the server are fine, but he does, his character, Michael, does not like Anna. And I am totally fine with that because it makes sense in the server RP for them not to like each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people, you know, if they have the dual characters, well, why, why don't you like me anymore if they're the cop? Well, you know, they don't have the history, so you just have to kind of separate if you have more than one character too. Have you, Kevin, have you, uh, obviously you, you can see the difference between toxicity and, and, um, RP aggression as I'll call it. Um, have you experienced this toxicity before? You don't, we don't have to name names. We don't have to, we're not going down that road, but we can talk about uh, a scene that was something that, we all really cringe at thinking about because I know I've got a couple. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, um, you know, when a criminal don't get their way uh, and sometimes, you know, Alinsky's got to be like, okay, I'm tired of hearing the same mumbo jumbo uh, every single time, you know, oh, I'm here at a store robbery. Um, I'm here at a store robbery and I'm here to get water. Okay cool you're here uh, you're you're here to get water sweet okay so at this point in time now i'm asking you all right well do you consent to me giving you a gsr t test because we heard gunshots at this no there's one lawful command that you know we we already just said uh then i go into a second part of it where it's like okay well can we search you no okay well at this time now i'm just gonna detain your ass like at that point in time and they get so mad oh this is how we're gonna fucking do this shit this is how we're doing this and i'm like well i mean it, come up with something that's not original you know we can only hear this this shit 
so much. But you know, I keep the RP going as they as I can. And he caught actually, I was on scene at this one, and they were just uh, there was two people that were there and they were communicating it back, communicating it back to me. I told him to tackle him off the bike, and uh, you heard it in his voice, and he was just saying stuff. Actually, it happened on a criminal side as as well too, uh, where somebody was telling me this is like an admin era and stuff like that. So same thing as that you know like the, those types of things and you know like oh this is admin scene or this is this or this is that and it's like i just continued the rp i didn't even acknowledge that what he was saying i was just doing what what ronnie needed to do and then same thing like i said with olinsky uh that night uh where i told him like, where i tackled him off the where i told him i, I gave them the okay to tackle him and then uh, now with that being said he had the understanding on what we did and then we caught him on another case as well because that gun was used at a different robbery or something like that and that pissed him off even more like he's freaking out in the cells and everything like that so i mean at the end of the day uh you can only hear so much and, and you know people get upset all the time when uh, like you can just hear it in their voice like whenever mm -hmm. they do it they're like oh you know especially when you're talking to them you're trying to have an rp scene and like your 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 wife as archer would say your bullshit meter and this is where the bullshit meter is basically i love, that I, I love it too yeah I bullshit really meter is about full <laughs> uh, yep uh, but see and, and that's the thing on that end it, it's no longer a bullshit meter it's literally um it, it's just you go walking in there and you're not letting them bullshit you any which way or create an RP as an officer. You're literally just like, no to this, no to that. All right. Or setting down, you know, not getting a chase to have an RP scene, you know, and, and all that. So yeah, uh, a lot of it, I, and you can hear, you can hear a lot of people cussing out and everything like that through at us and everything. And you can just hear them and then like, oh, I'm reporting you oh, you can't do this. And it's like, you know, at that point in time, just keep on RPing and it will change them up. So now Olinsky kind of got a hit on them uh, for, for that reasoning and everything like that. And it, it's probably the only, <laughs> it's probably the only one, you know what I mean? That, and that, that, uh, he, he has on them. <laughs> that that kind of goes back to the the nurturing thing, and and it's it's give and take, right? Um, if 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 naturally, if cops show up to a scene and all they're getting is we're here to buy water, and we're not going to answer your questions, and uh, we're just not giving you, they're not giving you anything, then I wouldn't expect you to to um, be very willing to. Uh, give back to that scene right i mean they're right. not giving you much yeah. work, much to work with so uh if you're gonna give me this worn out story then uh, i got nothing for you <laughs> uh, did, yeah mm -hmm. that and that that's where it was at and and everything like that so like like i said um and then that's also the rp discipline too you're right at the end of it you know disciplining yourself on, on on that scene you know realizing okay and then coming back to and saying oh, this is my character he's not doing this because he's mad at me he's doing this because he's hearing this story more than once and, and knowing that he heard this story more than once and you know i'll say that I'm like oh this is original <laughs> like i'll come out and say like i haven't heard this one before and they're like well i'm being serious okay well then let me then let just just do the things and nine times out of ten if most people would just be like okay 
Yeah, you could GSR test me, knowing that there's a percentage of a chance that the G, that GSR test will come up negative. Mm-hmm. I'll let them go right there. If I don't get a gunshot, oh, okay, see you later. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't mm-hmm. got to look for nothing else. I just did the main one on how I know that the store was being robbed. You know, and then we'll go in there and we find bullet casings and then we build a report and we go about that report afterwards as well. Catch them in the long run. Give, I, give them more charges. <laughs> I, I think another way to look at it too is that um, crims kind of live in the moment, right? They're they're most of them are crimes of passion, spur of the moment. Crims live in the moment. Cops have to live in the future. They have to think long, think more long term. They have to think about evidence collection. They have to think about their reports and how it's going to affect things down the road in trial. Um, right back to <clears throat> excuse me, right back to long form RP again. Um, is there any suggestions you can give for, uh, living in the future as we'll call it cops living in the future or how to, uh, how to prolong, uh, or go with long form RP, I guess would be what I'm trying to ask here. Um, things that you need to think about. One, have a civilian life. Uh, don't matter if they're crims or not, you can still have that civilian life. Uh, and, and I'll t- take this from me because again, I used to be the one on duty all the time, never would go off, never go hang out with nobody, never do anything in the city. Um, you know, get to know your community, uh, as, as an, as, as an officer and then get that respect from them too. That, that's the biggest one. Then they won't want to kill you as much, and then you wouldn't won't get so so hurt off on that and everything too. So, um, you know, uh, try to uh, try to make sure you're just you're, you're you're ensuring yourself on that end. You know, uh, don't burn yourself out. That's the biggest one with LEO RP is it can burn you out, especially if you're on five seven days a week and that's all you're doing and you're not. You don't got like nothing on the side for yourself. You don't got no friends in the city or anything like that. It, it will burn you out, and then that will that will kill your whole entire storyline because then you're gonna go either to be a hard ass, or you're go- and you're gonna just go in and you're gonna think nothing's going your way uh, at all. And you know, uh, coming from another area where you know it was really hard to get a promotion at uh, and everything like that, and I think I made it up to I think I lieutenant I made it up to lieutenant over there uh and everything but then i started working with arlo trying to get that number two spot whenever arlo took over as chief and everything and i was like trying to show him and like even trying to show him i wasn't showing him that like hey i need to take a day off and i need a time to myself you know um at the end of the scene also if you get shot don't always go right back on duty take that and take that in yourself and take the time off you know um something that i wanted to kind of bring in but i i know it's hard to do because sometimes we're short staffed and everything like that well you know rp is an irl time it's like i don't know the time frames but i know it's faster so you know i might say a day and it could be 30 minutes in an irl or a day can be an hour and then you come back to work and saying hey i went to the gym uh and everything like that like the other night um the train the train robbery I literally was driving around and I was like, oh man, you know, you know I shouldn't be. I literally called, I went 10 6 and called out that uh, I was going to the gym to take my mind off of things and go get some rehabilitation. Uh, just something like that. Uh, you know, go up to the doctor. If there is no EMS there, uh, you know, 
okay, that that's fine. But I mean, if there's a doctor on, go to them. Just have the conversation with them and let them know like what's going on and stuff like that. Um, I think that's the biggest one. That way you can get stuff off your chest there whenever you got shot and it kind of like it, it builds up more RP at the end of the day. Um, I've been really doing that, uh, you know, surrendering your weapon at the, uh, your weapon at the end of every single sh time you shoot. Uh, I've actually been really prone on doing this and I've been kind of enforcing it as well uh, with all of our officers that are shooting. I'm asking them to surrender their weapons. They're like, oh, well, I didn't shoot. Okay, well, you were there um, and everything. If I find out that you did shoot and you don't sur uh, surrender it to it, then I'm going to bring up to the chief and it's going to be an instant suspension Like at it's, that point in time. It's all part of the investigation, right? I mean... Mm -hmm. uh, 100%. I like it. Having the actual weapon that was fired with all the evidence just makes sense to me. And that's... Uh, that, no that shadow of a doubt that that's the gun that shot yep. X person. That is an added uh, bit of realism there too, because in reality that would happen. And we, as as Leos, uh, we get you know our firearms are not they don't charge us. Uh, it's it's department issued, so the only thing it costs you is a little bit more time and a little bit more RP to report that your gun was used in a scene. Uh, it'll be filed with all the evidence. Get a new firearm and log that new serial number on your profile. Um, it's just a, a little extra step that extends that RP. Um, <clears throat> and I wish sometimes, uh, I've talked about this with a couple other people. I wish there was a little more remorse, uh, when an officer has to take somebody down because I, in reality, that's not something that anybody would ever be proud of. Um, mm -hmm. yes, of course, mm -hmm. you're glad that the scene is over, but it shouldn't be a light-hearted thing that you had to discharge your firearm um most you know you shouldn't have to want to do that um there was a scene the and other even... night at the train yard where uh arlo showed up to scene and there was a bunch of officers down and archer actually went down right in front of him and you know arlo's like come on we don't have to do this let's 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 doesn't have to be this way um and he ended up having to discharge his firearm but the whole time afterwards he's talking to the guy and he's like man i i didn't want to do that you forced me to do that mm -hmm. so it's just little things like that too sometimes Sarah, just that not, wanting, not wanting to just shoot trying to negotiate before it goes to shooting it's easy in the moment just to, I'm going to shoot your head off, you know. <laughs> but if we can try to, like, dial it down just a little bit and try to talk somebody off a ledge, so to Diffuse speak. Diffuse you know, the situation. Put the, put the gun down. Let's talk about this. Yep. Something. Diffuse the situation. I wish in that end, sometimes, though, Maybe. in the aspects of that, is I wish sometimes the criminals would actually, like, let it happen. Where, you know, if we're like, hey... Let's put the, you know, we're not going to give you that much. Like, you know, we'll work with you, this and that, you know, that like we're understanding, like they didn't have technically a choice to do this, you know, uh, and everything. And, and that, that was like one of the biggest things when we were all on that. Uh, what was, I don't even know. I don't even remember what the way the robbery was. I just remember the train or not the train, but the whole big chase around the, almost the city and coming back down and, and everything like that. It was with the Sinisters and I'm sitting there and I'm like, somebody gets out of the car and I didn't, I, like, I could have just lit them up. That, then that would have been me. You know, that would have been boom, boom, boom. I'm literally, I'm on shelf and I'm yelling, 
we don't have to do this. I don't want to pull my trigger. I don't want to pull my trigger. I don't want to pull my trigger. And then one shot gets shot at me, and I'm like, I have no choice, and I have to take shots at next person. Did Alinsky win the battle? No. <laughs> I've seen that a lot with you as Alinsky. You mm -hmm. don't just go straight to shooting. You try to defuse it every time that I've seen, that I've been a part of. And of course it's situational, right? If you show up to the scene and yeah. you've got five five guys holding rifles yeah, and, and aiming them at you, it's 100% situational, then of course you would react entirely different. But if, if let's say we show up to a scene and nobody's brandishing anything, it's just some people standing around, start that conversation, try to defuse the situation. Um, a lot of times Arlo used to tell people, um, we have to think about these people that they live lives outside of what we see in our little narrow view. And maybe they mm -hmm. had a really shitty day. Maybe somebody totaled their car. Maybe now is that an excuse for the crime they're committing? No, but you might be able to talk to them and they might have a, let's say they have an emotional break and Oh my God, everything sucks. And it could, you could totally spin the scene around 180 degrees just by having that conversation and, and prolonging the RP there. I know one time I took Archer hostage in the, what was it, the 24-7? It was like his second day on the job. But I was, <laughs> as Stephanie, she doesn't like violence. So she was like talking to him as a hostage, like, well, how do I get out of this? What do I do? And I think it was so <laughs> funny because she had all the power, but she's asking him, well, how do, what, how do we get out of this? I don't want to have to kill you. <laughs> what do we do? I don't want to hurt you. And he's like, um, I don't know. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, along those lines, too, I, I've got a note here that scenes, uh, scenes and, and how they're played out can impact an officer's demeanor on scenes going forward. Uh, particularly when it comes to once they find out who they're dealing with. So if they've dealt with you in the past and you're a major pain in the ass, don't expect them to be uh, understanding and cooperative this time. They're probably going to be a lot less cooperative, offer you a lot less mm -hmm. deals. So, Crims, uh, yeah, of course it's okay to hate cops. You're going to hate cops. Of course it's okay to talk shit once in a while. That's to be expected. But you should also understand that your actions have consequence and they carry consequence. Uh, you, If you dog the shit out of this officer every time, they're probably not going to help you out in the least little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being so hard on me? Well, maybe if you didn't shoot me three days ago and I caught your bullet casings and I knew it was you because you told me your name. I just didn't have the physical evidence. I didn't catch you because you shot at me and I, I ran behind a building, you know, or I, I, I fear at the end of the day, I fear for my life uh, whenever I, I hear gunshots and everything. So, like, I, I run away. And, I mean uh, Walker, he was an EMS in, in the other in the other place. And uh, I did a real good scene with him with uh, whenever I got shot this one time over there. And like he we had to like remove bullets out of like my backing. I literally got put in a wheelchair for like probably 30 days or something like that. It was stated uh, that I wasn't allowed to be out and uh, and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's another thing I would like to tell cops and criminals. Don't get mad at EMS because they're doing their job. Let them have their RP as well especially mm -hmm. if you got shot if they got if they come to a scene and they're telling you hey this hit an artery 
they're the medical doctor on, or they're the ones that know more than you do. Uh, I've seen it where they yell at them, oh, just bring me up, just bring me up. I don't want to go to the light or I don't, I want to remember or anything like that. Well, as if I am correct, and you guys can quote me if I'm wrong or anybody in the chat can too, as long as EMS is there and somebody's giving you CPR or anything like that, even if you flat back, you still are able to remember because you're not, you're not completely out. Um, no, no uh, if you're uh, flat, if you're flat back, you don't remember. It should be foggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flat back, you forget. Okay, all right. So um, and you don't. Uh, I knew it was. I knew flat, flat back. It was a forget. It was. It was a forget. But I thought if EMS was there or something like that, that you were able still like able to remember uh, and all that stuff. Um, it, so yeah, you, if flat back, you forget. But uh, uh, that does bring up a valid point that. Um, as leos we should not uh kind of linger on scene just to let them go flat back so that they don't remember anything and are unable to defend themselves mm-hmm. if if uh, aid can be given we should be giving aid and if ems arrives and gets them there then we shouldn't delay ems for that purpose that would i mean in my opinion that's 100 percent power gaming because you know there's a timer and you know they're going to go flat back one hundred percent. But then with uh, then with you saying that though, the criminals or the police got to remember if they're letting them go flat back, they don't remember that scene. They don't remember what they did. They don't got nothing to charge them on. They can't ask them questions. They can't do nothing. So at the end mm-hmm. of the day, uh, you know, he's going to be sitting there. If he goes to court and tells them, hey, I don't remember. Uh, guess what? Uh, if EMS has a document statement and they subpoena EMS's report for him being uh, laid out and them having new surgery and they don't remember it, them being in that at, at that location or anything like that then you know it is what it is his possessions and everything would be brought back to him yeah um and in the chat we've got here it says uh if you've been shot in the head multiple times even even if you didn't go flat back if you got shot in the head and it was it was clear that you were shot in the head i i think that you know rp discipline should say that maybe sometimes we, though i've seen with shots i'll see you get shot in the face mm. you'll see you got shot in your chest you know well so that's where it gets kind of tricky right but i guess on the same token though you don't want to rp and and say that you have a head injury let's say you uh you me right. that out that you got shot in the head you don't want to come back mm-hmm. up and remember everything even if you didn't well, go flat back if it goes as far as using the cameras it'll show the bullet trajectory going through your head or whatever yeah yeah too. that camera thing's pretty cool on how it shows the the, the bullet trajectories and everything mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty neat because that's how i found out uh gage got shot up at uh beakers the one night and i literally was like taking pictures whenever after we got him over to the hospital we went back to the scene to clear it and you know we got some casings we got a bunch of other stuff and then i pulled out the camera and i was looking and gage is like kind of standing on the outside of beakers and the cameras like got this bullet like showing at the top of his skull <laughs> and everything too and i was like did the nurse tell you got shot at the head in the head and he was like man i just i don't know so yeah so i mean that, that I, I found uh, i found that to be the pretty pretty neat on how they show where each bullet has hit and pinged and it, where it went it always shows on Ahmed in the 24 sevens mm-hmm. it'll show it him being shot in the face or whatever. Uh, 
All right, I think uh, we're probably at a good point to move on to the next segment here. Let's keep a good pace going. We're right at about an hour, so um, we're going to move on. I sent you a show outline, Kevin, but I removed these questions. So uh, <laughs> as chat knows, um, it's totally random. So I hope you're ready. Mm-hmm. Uh before we get into rapid fire questions uh at the very end of all this we will have time for questions from the audience please hold your questions until the end um make sure you're in the discord jump in the discord and uh, we'll bring you on stage to ask the questions live on the air um let's start this one out with this question um if you won a million dollars in the lottery what would you spend it on one million dollars in the lottery what would i spend on mm-hmm. a house a house that i can literally build and have my family like my own like area where i could just have my family at literally like my mom and my dad they can have like their own like little little cul-de-sac over off to the side and we just have like a house for me and my kids and it does and i'm not talking about like a million dollar home either i'm talking about land with a house and then like another section just for my mom and my dad to have mm-hmm. their house. So we're still kind of in the same aspect and her parent and her mother too. Sarah, what would you spend it on? Probably the same. Disney purses. <laughs> How'd you know? Because uh, we talked about this already. You have an addiction, Sarah. It's, it's out, man. Just a little, little bit. <laughs> See, look, even chat said it. Sarah would buy purses. <laughs> what about you, Josh? I would. I'm along the lines with Kevin. I would uh, definitely buy property, build a house. Um, my family is very small. What's left of them? So, I would build. I would make room for all of us, whether that be in an an, an off suite, kind of like uh, in law suite, or you know, however that looks. But I would definitely invest in property. What is one thing the rest of your family loves and you hate? Mm. I know what mine is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you wrote the question. (laughs) I pulled it off of Google. I didn't write it. She typed it. No. Okay. Mine is ranch. Ranch dressing, like anything ranch. You don't like ranch? I like it. Nobody else does. Oh, okay. What is wrong with your oh, family? Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would Just say hot off. sauce for my end, but I can't. I, I can't say that because Dylan likes hot sauce, and, and uh, so I can't say that. Listen, I'm gonna I, have to say. I don't know. That's a hard one. I'm a Caucasian. I have to like ranch. It's 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 exactly. written. It's written in the bylaws. <laughs> like uh, ranch, ranch vanilla. <laughs> oh. Nobody likes it. What was yours, Kevin? I was gonna say hot sauce, but then I remembered my son. Actually, he he's he's a spit image of me. He'll he eats what I eat and does what I do. So, <laughs> uh, my other family doesn't like, but damn, that's no, your family that loves is, it, but you hate it. You hate it, but I hate it. Um. Oh, I fucked that one up then. Yeah, you did yours backwards, but it's okay. <laughs> We've discovered that Sarah is dyslexic. Maybe just a little bit. 
Think about uh, what about to probably foods Thanksgiving when everybody gets together. Yeah, I, I've been. That's what exactly what I was thinking about. I was thinking about foods, but I mean, we we pretty much when we eat uh, when we eat together as a family, we eat pretty much everything. I would have to say, uh, what this about is a like certain kind of pop? No, what, what uh, the we fuck both... is pop? Don't get me started <laughs> on this question. <laughs> oh, what's pop? You know, Fago. Fago. Yeah. <laughs> That I don't like, ma'am. We can, know, we can come back to that one too. Yeah, yeah. Cook. I, in all honesty, and as far fetched as this is, is and, and everything like that, I, I don't know because I think we all like everything that we do together and everything like that because we're, you know, I, I'm one thing that you guys will that you will always learn about me is I'm big on family. And mm -hmm. that's my number one thing that comes in front. So I make sacrifices for them as much as I need to. Um, but okay, so the one, that, no, I can't say that because of school, because a 16 year old kid does not like school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's come back to that. I, I think I, I think I have something, but I'm just, I, I, I keep on replaying it and I'm like, no, because she likes that. And <laughs> then the kid likes that. So. All right. Um, for me, I think it's going to be turkey. My family loves turkey, and I think about Thanksgiving. I hate turkey. Hate it. I thought you just said you're Caucasian. Yes. I, I'm 10% I'm something else, clearly, because I hate turkey. I hate Do you fowl. Like turkey sandwiches, I don't, though? I, no, I don't like turkey. It has a very distinct gamey taste to me that i don't like i don't know i don't it's dry good good turkey no no i yeah all right unpopular opinion <laughs> unpopular opinion i hate turkey i said it it's out there yeah, i also no. hate chick-fil-a yeah. i'll say it again <laughs> like you pissed my dog off hear that oh no <laughs> all right kevin which tv family does your family have the most in common with I like this question. <laughs> the Simpsons. Okay. All right. Yep. Sarah. Three boys, one 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 daughter. Mine would probably be King of Queens. Ooh. Oh, they, nice. They don't have kids. But yeah. me and my husband are similar to Carrie and Doug. Mm. Oof. That's if they had one. kids. <laughs> I would say, and mine's not, <laughs> mine's going to do two things. Mine's going to date me because I guarantee you a lot of people are not going to know the movie I'm talking about. And two, I'm changing it. It's a movie. It's not a show. Uh, Funny Farm. Anybody seen Funny Farm? Funny Farm. No. No, I knew it. I knew it. Listen, we're going to like take a whole weekend and you're, <laughs> we're going to watch movies and I'm going to educate you. <laughs> you're not well, even what you're missing out than at. me though. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. You are, you're slacking, Sarah. Get with it. <laughs> sheltered. I don't know. I was just about to ask you, were you sheltered when you were a kid? <laughs> hey, my wife farm. didn't see, she, I think, what was it? The Wizard of Oz. She didn't see the Wizard of Oz until she got with me. Wow. I was like, how? Like, how? <laughs> What's the biggest mess you've ever made in the kitchen? 
That's like all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, anytime, anytime I walk in the kitchen. Anytime I walk in the kitchen and I make food, that's I, I make a mess. But we have, my wife and I have that relationship where we're like, okay, I cook, you clean, you you cook, I clean type of deal. Uh, but uh, I usually cook and she cleans and then she'll cook and I'll be RPing and kind of gets away from me. And I say, <laughs> leave it for later. And then she'll just go and clean it. I'll get it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine would be, I can't remember how long ago this was. Me and the kids, they're little. We made Christmas cookies. Oh, boy. And decorated them, made them from scratch. Mm -hmm. It was a a mess. It was fun, but it was a mess. (laughs) Hmm. I'm going to have to say one year. On Halloween, (laughs) we decided to do pumpkins in the house in the kitchen because it was storming oh. outside and that oh, no. was not a good idea i'm pretty sure i have pumpkin seeds under my stove from eight years ago <laughs> <laughs> pumpkins are gross just the texture of the inside i don't like raw pumpkin i love pumpkin pie uh yeah i Love I'm not pie. big on pumpkin, pump, all this pumpkin, pumpkin latte, pumpkin this, pumpkin that. No, I like pumpkin spice. You know. yeah. you're not, you're, you're not uh, basic. I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't <laughs> just do just pumpkin pie. Absolutely. I'll eat pumpkin pie, but I can only eat pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. Like I'm not a big fan. I'll only eat it if you call it pumpkin pie. You got to say it with an N. It's not P U M P. It's P U N. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Pumpkin pie. It's pun. 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 Pumpkin. Yep. Yep. What is the best non-curse word insult? So, like, if you get really mad at somebody and you want to call them something, but you don't want to cuss. Oh, so like another word that I use? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, kind of like, you know, oh, geez. Not necessarily Dylan, an alternate it, either, but. Oh, I was going to say, because it always happens, and, and Dylan laughs every time. What? They're like, where'd that come from? And I'm like, because I didn't want to say something. Or I'll, I'll say, oh, you dog biscuit or something like that. It was an <laughs> alternate word. Like, I, I, just, I say random things, so. My favorite <laughs> is lint liquor. Lint liquor. You lint liquor. Uh, I would have to go with <laughs> this is um, pretty generic, but I'm gonna go with butthole. It's just yeah. a funny. It's just a funny word. I mean, you call butthole. somebody, you call somebody a butthole, and it's kind of hard to be mad at them. Or yeah, like <laughs> don't be such a butthole, bro. <laughs> uh, what was your last impulse buy? This was a oh, repeat. Uh... Last week, <laughs> my last impulse buy. I don't know. That's a hard one. Last impulse buy would have been probably I'm probably sure when I bought the i nine. No, it was it was when I got the i nine. My processor. CPU. Yep, my processor. I literally was there. It was on sale, and I, I bought it instantly, and snagged it, or even my even that even my GPU, the thirty seventy. So. Sarah. You already know what mine is. Yeah, it's it was, it was a an aerial Disney. purse. Yes, it was eighty-five damn dollars. Okay, so since so you wrote painful. the question, you have to pick another answer because I'm not going to accept the same answer. Okay, 
Homie, don't play that shit. Last impulse before that. Let me think. I don't buy a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. We buy more for our kids than we do for ourselves. <laughs> I heard that. And especially the technology and everything is today. Probably my cell phone, but that was a couple years ago. <laughs> I had an iPhone. I had an iPhone 7 for like five years. And then I finally bought a new phone. Okay. That was kind of an impulse, I guess. Hmm. I think we did talk about this last time, but I don't remember what I said because I have a terrible memory. Uh, but it would definitely have to be something in my computer, probably. Hmm. Let me think. Um, it might, it would be my GPU because I just happened to be at Micro Center walking around and I caught it. It was on sale for a crazy price. And I was like, yeah, my wife's going to kill me, but I'm going to do it anyway. My web camera that I just bought. There you go. Of... I think you said that. Yay. There Slurged you go. a little bit. I didn't get the cheapest one this time. So I'm not blue. You don't look like a Smurfette. It's just a plus. Um, do you learn by watching or learn by doing? I learn by doing. Doing. I am also doing. I I can't. And it's getting worse the older I get. I cannot watch somebody and replicate it. I have to be given instruction and do it hands on. I, I just can't. Like I've always been hands on. Yeah, everybody's like, watch it on YouTube. I'm like, if it's not right in front of me, and I can touch it, I mm -hmm. it's not the same. So whenever I do it's YouTube and I have to watch anything with YouTube, it's literally pause. Mm -hmm. All right, look pause for it. Five seconds. I literally look for what he just did. If it's a file or folder, like everything I did with OBS and everything like that's pause. Okay, there's that folder. Okay, got it. And then like how you sent me. Uh, declare the catch out of there. It was like literally play. It, it takes like something that there says like 10 minutes for it's like 45 minutes to, 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 like to an hour for me. And it's like, yeah, well, I guess I am there. And then Dylan comes down. He's like, oh, this is all you got to do. And I'm like, you couldn't. Do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think you're funny, huh? Yes. Yeah, 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 right. All the time. <laughs> and you're like, go away. <laughs> Don't talk to me like that. Do you believe yourself to have or to possess street smarts or book smarts? Oh, street smarts for sure. Definitely book smarts. I'd die on the streets. I have an answer that is not very popular. Big surprise, right? I would like to think that I'm right in the middle. Uh, I I believed that I, I feel like I'm well-learned. I learned a lot from school, and I still know a lot that I learned from school. But at the same time, I've been through some shit, <laughs> just for right. lack of a better term. So I think I'm right in the middle somewhere, really. I'm not super book smart, and I'm not super street smart. I'm a little bit of both. <laughs> Yeah, I, I used I picked mine because I was uh, I really didn't focus too much in school. ADD has that effect on you, and ADHD, you know. So it's like focusing in school was like I was not there. I was tapping my pencil, getting up and out of class, getting yelled at all the time. So I was just like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. it is what it is. And then See, when it came to this stuff on the streets, it was like I would pick up and 
learn it because it was like all hands on and like I don't know I I have to do everything hands on. See, I was and very I stuck at tests. sheltered, I guess. I graduated when I was 16. Moved in with my husband when I was 18. So I never really had to learn street smarts. Really? That's fair. I've never been on my own. That's fair. My wife and I did the same thing. We're actually high school sweethearts still. That so that's that's funny. Uh, like you don't see that anymore. You don't mm -mm. see that anymore. Eighteen mm -mm. years old, getting married, not at all. Uh, so when everybody's like, "Oh, when did you meet your wife?" And I'm like, "Oh, we did. We dated in school, and then out of school, we were like, eh, right out of school, tied the knot, and that's what we did." So, I I I think. Again, I'm about to drop another unpopular opinion. Gosh, I'm on a roll, guys. Uh, I think the the, uh, the 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 divorce rate is alarming. I really do. Um, mm -hmm. I think it kind of started when I was when when I was a kid, um, probably late '80s, early '90s is when it started. Um, but it's getting. I feel like it's getting worse. And I, I it picked the, up in the 2000s. For the sure. amount of people that no longer believe in monogamy is alarming as well um it's, it's crazy to me like i, I anyway completely off topic <laughs> we could have a whole nother That's podcast fine. on what's wrong with the world today <laughs> oh you might want to set that up for like five hours <laughs> right uh guys i see we got 11 people in here make sure you're in the discord jump in the uh live stage we got going in there uh make sure you're here so we can bring you up to ask your questions later for olinsky uh darn it's it. in there twice now oh you got it you got it okay. um so, uh, ta -ta -ta -ta. cannonball into the pool or dip your toe in first oh i cannonball right into the pool i'm getting that shit over with <laughs> it's cold at first going right in sarah i'm a toe dipper toe dipper <laughs> I'll, I'll dip my toes and i'm like nope it's too cold and then i won't get in that's why. Mm -hmm. That's why I said I just go right for it. You can't do that. You just gotta. Yep. I'm a. I'm a cannonball kind of guy. Uh, especially if it's cold and I know it's gonna be cold, I'm just gonna jump in, get it over with. I wish I could, but I think I think I guys too, when they get to a certain point in the water and the water hits that certain area, it's like woo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man usually like, i'll just make a slow descend into the pool you know mm -mm. no that sounds I can't just terrible do it all at once no that sounds awful <laughs> would you rather sleep in late or take a long midday nap oh sleep in late nap I used to be sleeping late. I, as I get older, I'm nap now. I have to have my nap, or I'm a grouchy shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'm not grouchy. I'm not grouchy whenever I do that, but I do nap every day. Like I, I take a quick nap after work. Sometimes it feels like it's asleep, but I mean I'm up until five o'clock in the morning inside. This oh, server. your boy dimed you out in <laughs> chat. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, he takes naps already. <laughs> I, I do take naps. I, I do, but I'd rather sleep in. So and not have to take that nap because I found out whenever I sometimes I do take mat naps I wake up crankier I don't know hmm. I, I, w I wake up and I'm I'm like more cranky than I like I don't know I'm just I can be I can be hard to deal with whenever I take a nap maybe I didn't sometimes sleep good enough the naps can be bad though because mm. I'll take a nap not being super tired and then wake mm. up even more tired it's like I wish I never would have took a nap. 
Would you rather travel to the past or to the future? Gonna say the past. As crazy as it sounds, I could change a lot of things that I did. Sarah? That's it. The future. I'm gonna go there with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with past. Um, because if I were to go to the future, I might be stepping out into nothing. <laughs> if we continue at the rate we're going, uh, flying cars yeah. and flying cars and terminators and <laughs> artificial intelligence. Mm -mm. But how far in the future is the question? Uh, I don't you, know how you, far I'd want to go. You didn't specify on the question. I don't know. Would I want to see my older self or like my offspring? That's kind of a loaded question. Mm. Mm. Deep. Maybe the past would be better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go visit your own grave. How trippy would that be? Uh, no. You ain't. Mm -mm. I I'm not gonna have one. <laughs> you put me in the ground. Uh, are you more of a thinker or a doer? Now or before? Because <laughs> now I think before I do. Before I did, uh, before I used to do, before I thought. Got it. All right. Sarah? i cautious. What? You you skipped a question. We're not on that question yet. <laughs> no, we are. No, no, we're not. <laughs> are you a thinker or a doer? Obviously not a thinker. Spoiler alert, you fucking ruined it. <laughs> I could have swore you said that. No, I said, are you a thinker or a doer? <laughs> I think I was looking at it. It's your fault. Uh, we do our best here, guys. We really do. <laughs> I'm Thank literally you. looking at it, and I highlighted that question that I said. <laughs> Trying to keep up. Okay. So yeah. So doer. are you a thinker or a doer? Cle <laughs> doer. Clearly not a thinker. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. Uh, I would definitely say I'm a thinker. If you need somebody to overanalyze over the living shit out of everything, I'm your man. Like, I will break it down as deep as I can break that shit down. <laughs> All right, Sarah, here's your question. Are you more cautious or bold? Now you can say it. Um, let me think. Let me think. I wonder. I bet you're cautious. You're right. How'd you know? Oh. <laughs> uh, Kim? I don't know how that happened. Kim? Uh, probably bold. I'm a fence post writer. I don't know. I can be both. I would say I'm probably mm -hmm. more ca more cautious than anything, though. Um, I can be bold, but I'm by nature more cautious for sure. All right. So I would. These I are would, what I'm looking forward to. I would offer to let Sarah do it, but she might have highlighted the wrong line again. <laughs> I can do it. All right, go it. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, you can do are... it. Oh my god, I don't want to no more. 
What? Are you kidding me? I need a break. Take over. Fine. Okay. Answered as Olinsky in character. Where do you see your career heading? Um, hopefully going into running either uh, one of the departments. Um, 100 percent. I I know that's what I'm gonna do. Um, yeah, running 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 a department and building that department and making one hell of a department. So you wanna you wanna go? Is that your long term? end of the road no that's not gonna be my end of my road it's so the story hasn't finished right and after that would come across the story wouldn't still be finished at all because now that brings opportunity for other areas to come in uh, into play you know at the end of the day so yeah that's that's why i uh, i'll I'll state at as of right now i i want to run a department and build it into a kick-ass department and show people what Olinsky, uh, what I am able to do on that end. I think that uh, Olinsky was underestimated for a very long time. Um, Arlo was, Arlo was a big fan of Olinsky. Uh, Olinsky was like his right-hand man for a long time. So, um, that would, that would make Arlo happy. And then on top of that, I I also trained Arlo and Dean. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. So the tables have turned. My other tables have turned. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Next question: Who is your favorite criminal? <clears throat> and we're asking Olinsky. This is Olinsky talking. Yes, not Kevin. Bobby motherfucking mm-hmm. Savage. <laughs> have to motherfucking savage every every time Olinsky and him have a scene together it's always you know we we always try to like one up each other basically when we're talking to each other um or how he showed the respect and shown chief you know me being assistant i think i was maybe a week to two weeks in that I already had somebody's respect out of, uh, out of that him doing those kind of things to build my character up can make that make another person think, okay, like, you know, a lot, and, and that's the thing, you know, everybody's got to think uh, at the end of the day to take over a chief, you need to have some kind of stage presence in the city. Right. So mm-hmm. Bobby kind of showed like that was there uh, for him. Um, so, yeah, Bobby and Olinsky, they just, they have this connection, like, when, you know, we don't want to shoot each other either, so we kind of have, like, this mutual thing, too. Not saying that he won't shoot me or that I won't shoot him if it ever came down to it, but we might not know at the end of the day either because it might be from a far distance or it could be right in front of us because it might just have to happen. You bet um, your ass Bobby would shoot you. <laughs> I, I know he would. That's why he got the nickname as motherfucking savage in there. Because as soon as he said, I make promises... That I don't, uh, and you know, and you know how that goes. And as soon as I uh, I said that, I was like, and that's what makes him a motherfucking savage because mm-hmm. right there is he keeps his promises at the end of the day. And Olinsky um, knows that shit. <laughs> all right, next question, Olinsky. Do you believe in criminal reform? 
110%, yes. I do believe that if a criminal has done wrong, no matter what the case was, uh, I do believe that they should have a way of working that off and being able to be come back and be able to do their own thing in society again. I know that was Olinsky and Orlo, one of Olinsky and Orlo's big things over there. We were trying to get implemented in and wasn't allowed to happen. Yeah, I wanted to implement a like a um a reform program basically and that was my intention with the pool hall was to allow um criminals to work there that were attempting to reform themselves and clean their record. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh it happened one other time because you know you remember uh cops used to get um trained before they even were able to become a cop, they had to be trained underneath the mechanic uh era in another server so what we did was is i whenever i created olinsky uh it kind of left dylan out in, in the open arms so that's actually how dylan and olinsky built their story together is i literally took him and i said okay well i'm going to try to get you to get your stuff uh, i'm going to go to everybody i can even though i'm an lspd i'm going to go to everybody i can to tell him like hey you're my nephew you're going you had a bad time. You got mixed with the wrong group and we need you to, we want you to, you know, get rehabilitated. He had to do a hell of a lot of community service, but after the community service, they brought him on underneath the SO mechanic. And I, in all honesty, I think they would have let him run it because he was killing it as an SO mechanic. And that's the other thing he loves. He loves, loves working on cars. So why not give him something that he loves to do and mm -hmm. help him do that? You know, and I didn't also want to like, I know it's like as an RPer, you have friends that come into the city and stuff like that, and you want to put them underneath their wing and you think you can help them. Best bet on that end is break free and let them be them and let them go for, uh, meet other people because if they're just stuck with you, they're going to, they're going to depend on you as an RPer at the end of the day and need to feed off of you. It's kind of like you guys said with the relationship RP, don't let one person grab onto you and you have to use that or you have to use them as an RP. If something would happen in your relationship, there's no more going to be you in the city. And it's kind of the same thing. So that's what I had to do there. And that's why I did that because I wanted him to learn how to be able to RP and to do it with other people and what not better it is to do it with than with uh, the SO mechanics, you know? <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. All right. Next question. Who is your go-to work partner? Archer. 100% Archer right now. Um, whenever he's not there, it will be Dylan. Uh, he answered that I easy, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Archer, 110%. Uh, Archer uh, understands Olinsky and understands, like, what I'm trying to do. Um he just he gets what I want to do with the department, and I think that's going to help Olinsky as well, because he sees what I'm trying to perform and everything that I've said in the meetings, uh, like in all of our briefings and everything like that, that you know I say and everything, it literally goes down to Archer's right on board with me. You know, if I say, hey, you know, we need to go in with a different mindset uh, into these in, into these crimes. You know, that's not let them control the situation. Now you got Archer going in, bad out of hell, but he's going in with with good intentions. So 
Archer is 100% my go-to as of right now. It's it's who I'm kind of like leaning my shoulder on to. Does does that mean uh, follow up question? <clears throat> does that mean that we could see an uh, Olinsky Graves campaign in the future? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It. it I mean, as I can say, if Olinsky was chief, he probably would look at him to be his probably his second guy uh right now i mean maybe not right now because he's still on the learning curve uh, you know uh where he's still on the learning curve of some stuff and everything but uh i know he can get to that point and olinsky's keeps on just trying to push him harder and harder every time that uh they're on scenes together and everything like that let him do pretty much let him be a sergeant out on you know there you know he comes in and i said okay well i'm gonna get with chief uh because Somebody didn't want to give up the firearm or got snippy with you and Anna on scene. I was like, you were this, you're, you're at the end of the day, you were the leading commander. I wasn't there. You need to make the decision on what you think is up. You're coming to me. Now I'm going to bring it to chief and we're all going to me, you and chief will sit down. And then you're going to be the one whenever we're sitting there, we're just going to overhear you. You're going to talk to the individual that gave you and gave you issues. And uh, he, he, I think he likes that aspect too. And it's also showing Olinsky in chief that he deserves to be more than just a sergeant. He deserves to be maybe a, a lieutenant or something, a commander at that point in time. Mm. Well, I must say, Olinsky, I'm a little surprised that you didn't say with it. I was your favorite work partner. <laughs> <laughs> Arlo, went, Arlo and I, we, we you went to where, where, where did you go? Because I ain't gonna lie. If it was the RP then, I looked up to Arlo in every which way. Olinsky was trying to figure himself out still. So when Olinsky was by Arlo's side, I mean, we were just like two peas in a pod, man. We, we did almost everything together. We went to your house. We, you know, you, you were getting married. I was a part of that. Like all that was, all that was, was awesome in that aspect. But then when we both took our, our big hiatus off of, off of them, you know, we had that separation there for a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think that's why uh, bringing new, t uh, bringing new people in and everything. And then you're with the FIB. So we're not like back to back. That's why I chilled with you the other night, whenever we were on too, I was like, I kind of missed this. And I think I said that too, when we were in there, I was like, man, I missed the good old days where it was just you and I just sitting there just chasing everybody. I mean, having shootouts with purple. I like, right. I I like that Arlo's dynamic has changed a little bit. I like that he's not on the forefront all the time anymore, but he's still there and he still supports, you know, all the people that he's, you know, he knows a lot of the officers here as well. So he's still very supportive mm -hmm. and he's there, but he's not, he's not under a spotlight all the time and right in the forefront. And I kind of like that for him. Um, I think that, that allows other characters to kind of detach from him and, and move on and create their own story a little bit. Definitely. Arlo's kind of like the father figure to a lot of people. I, yeah, he gets that a like, lot. He, he taught a lot of people, a lot of things. And he's like everybody's grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is incredibly yeah, funny because uh, he and Dean kind of played that out one night on when they were undercover. They were sitting in the car, mm -hmm. and Dean's like, "Hey, Papa, when are we going to play golf?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Olinsky. Mm -hmm. Who are you most afraid of? Mm. Most afraid of. Could be Krim or not. Honestly, Sly, I think I'm 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 most I'm most afraid of, because oh, yeah. he just comes up out of nowhere and like I can't tell if he's if Sly's messing with us or not. Um, the other uh, what yesterday he just came up one strike, two strike, three, four, like out of nowhere, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, is he joking around or is he being serious? You know, um. There was another time uh, where I was having a briefing, and you know, I went to go talk to him afterwards. And I was, and uh, I was just like, "Man, I don't know if uh, I, I want to bring anything up." And then he was like, "Man, you can't be a fucking softy." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I get it. I'm not trying to be that softy because I can't have a, I can't have a chief and assistant chief soft." And I was like, "Okay, uh, I, I really." I really got to say on on that side of things, it, it would be it would be sly on the crim side of things. Des. He's too oh. too nonchalant. Really? And he worry he worries Olinsky because Olinsky knows y'all don't have all these businesses just by doing what you're doing. <laughs> and that's having a business to open another business, right? So he he knows that, and then how nice present and how Des presents himself to Olinsky and everything, you know. Um, it, it, he knows, like, okay, there's something there, but at the same time, he's also afraid if he fucks up, if he fucks around, he find, he's gonna find out with <laughs> him too. Basically, Sly, I'm still in one of your words. <laughs> and I am gonna go ahead and say that that makes me incredibly happy because that is that has been my aim for Desmond the entire time is I want people to know that he's doing bad shit, but they just can't prove it. And when he's in the public eye, he's super nice to everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's been my aim with him the whole time. Uh, like Sly said, Des is calculated. Uh, he is very calculated. He doesn't make a move. And that, that, goes, that comes from me when I was just saying earlier that if you want somebody to overanalyze the shit out of everything, that's me. <laughs> my first night, whenever I was an whenever i was i was an officer and everything and you like lit boogie up with the words that you were using as des and then i met you outside of that in the city that made olinsky go oh wait a minute i remember who this is i remember this why would he be this nice to me i get it he might be a, an asshole cop uh towards some of the crims but like that that was where Olinsky was like pulling that aside and go and, and like he he's trying to pick a part at okay what can he do but then also Des also has a whole wrecking crew too with him that that's be honest you got Bobby fucking Savage you got Mike you got I don't know Alex I I can't I can't take I don't know I can't take with that with Alex I don't hey, know if Alex he's a has softie some good comebacks or... man Alex <laughs> Alex alone. Alex has come a long he's the way quiet one. Alex was he's very quiet. Silent, like he's gonna snap one of these days. Mm -hmm. he, and yeah. that's yeah, where we gotta control it as officers, is because he gets to that point where he's like, you can hear it in his like, you can hear it in his tone of verse, a voice whenever you know you're on a scene with him or something like that, and then somebody else will take over for him or something, and you know he wants to just like slur out everything. <laughs> I still have yet to meet her on. Oh, no, I met him. That's right. 
Oh, Heron's a shooter. Yeah, Heron is a shooter for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. No Murdoch Obama. too. Yeah, Obama. We yeah. Um, I'm kind of partial, but we're a little stacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's good to know. Good to know. I'm I'm glad that uh, Des is is coming across uh, how I intended. My guess was you're gonna say Vicky, but I guess not. <laughs> Oh, for the crimson! Oh, Jesus! Yeah, right. Uh, she just wants to marry Alinsky this time. Before it was stab him, <laughs> shoot at him, run him over with the bike. I do know no, about that no. scene, Sly. Uh, Sly. Sly's referencing a scene where they took out sixteen officers in a single scene. Oh, I was in that. That was insane. Oh. <laughs> insane. Yeah, we are we are kind of stacked with shooters, aren't we? Because uh, Des is a shooter too. Arlo's a hell of a shooter as well. <laughs> um, all right, y'all. This is the point in the show where I told you it was going to be important that you get your ass in the Discord. So if you're not in the mm-hmm. Discord, why are you not in the Discord? <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, get, get in, in here. the Discord. Uh, we're gonna open up the floor questions from you guys uh if you're in the stage uh you're going to take precedence we'll raise your hand we'll bring you up we'll also take some from the chat but eventually i'm gonna eventually i'm gonna only take questions from the crowd in the discord so talk to the hand get your ass in the discord (laughs) (laughs) All all right guys raise your hands raise your hands that four in here. Who wants to go first? Who wants Don't to be go shy. First? You, know, you know how to put your little hands. We won't up? bite you. We won't bite you. Not, not hard. Put them up. Put your hands. Put them up. up. Yeah. Put them up. RP amongst the group that was happening during that scene was incredible. That was yes. Yeah. That was a. That was. Was crazy. I around at that time that that happened, or was I, I on? Ro- was so. I was I playing more Ronnie on that time? You were. I think you might have been on a break, as it was right towards the end of, uh, right before Arlo mm-hmm. took his break. Boogie's got a question. <laughs> Come on up. Come on up, Boogie. Gonna accept it after. Yeah, you have to click a click a button, tap a button. Punch a button. He taps a button, then you there gotta take a button. Oh, uh, I fucked up. I didn't mean to hit that. I just heard you say it. Hit it. Oh, okay. Well, you're oh. up here now. Ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. How long do you think it's gonna take for you guys to finally catch Boogie and some shit? <laughs> so, Boogie will find out. That 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 is for sure. Uh, there there's already a paper trail. At the end of the day, it's not going to take very much longer. That he's fucked up. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm I'm yeah. uh, I'm kind of excited for all that to play out too. Honestly, um, Boogie, I hands down, I like Boogie better as a criminal. <laughs> I really do. One hundred percent. Me too. No offense. And maybe it was just because it was different from what I knew, but I definitely like Boogie better as a criminal. See, I only knew Boogie as a criminal. I never knew the cop one mm-hmm. before he came here. I knew both. So he's a good cop, though, too. So he's out. He was out an officer. Cop, but I do like the criminal Boogie. He's fun. 
uh, Boogie is very, uh, very sneaky. <laughs> very sneaky as a criminal. Mm-hmm. He was. He he almost plays him by an older one, uh, an older one of his characters that I first met, and that was Crazy Legs. I don't know if you guys ever met him, but I, I heard remember the name. I met never met him. Crazy though. Legs, uh, and Froggy Crazy legs. legs, or Froggy, Froggy legs. legs, Froggy Legs, not crazy. Yeah, yeah, Froggy. Uh, Froggy, yeah, dude. Whenever I first met him, and I was like, "Hey, man, like I want to work at a mechanic shop." He's like, "Oh yeah, man, you can come down and work with me." But he was all over the like. He didn't just stick with one group. He stuck with a lot of groups, and that that was a thing. He he wasn't na- named as a he was in this gang or he was in this gang or he was in this game. Everybody thought he was his lone soldier, and I think that's how he wanted to play that one as well. All right. Throw your hands up if you got another question. Anybody that's down in the audience, Boogie, feel mm-hmm. free if you got another one while you're up here. The stage is yours. Uh, <clears throat> I think I'm all good. All right. Well, I'm going to shoot you back to the audience then. Go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> the power <laughs> is yours. <laughs> Guys, come on. Don't be shy. Uh, this is the portion where I don't have anything planned. I so know there's a lot here. of questions. I know there is. There always is. Uh, always. This is uh, open forum discussion. No judgment. Discussion. Uh, no meta. No meta. Is it meta or meta? How do you say that? I, it's M E T A. I say it's meta. But... Meta? I say meta. Meta, meta, Vegemin. Bobby, motherfucking savage. Bobby, motherfucking savage. Come on up. I just think it's so funny as hell that it's stuck. It's sticking in the department. You should undeafen yourself. There you go. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> what was running through Alinsky's mind Monday night? When Sinister was just out tearing up the town, uh, there was a lot going through his mind. Uh, <laughs> frustration was one of them because he knew what he wanted to do. But that bank scene, that bank scene, I was sitting there and I kept on ducking out from the car, ducking up, ducking out, ducking up because, and I put my gun away probably three different times because. Again, as Olinsky, I don't want to pull that trigger. I don't want to take somebody's life. That's a very big decision to do, right? But um, I hear the words saying, after you take this guy out on the left side because of Bobby's mouth and how loud it was, uh, which I was on your left side, and I was like, yep, all right, I know where this is going. I really thought we were going to end up in a shootout and that, but um, we didn't know it was the Sinisters, though. Uh, You know, Olinsky didn't know it was a sinister. So you guys were always masked up. You didn't wear, you didn't rock bikes there. You didn't rock your colors. You didn't rock bandana that had your colors, which I condemn every one of you guys for on that one too, because that's smart as hell. Because um, I know a lot of clubs, they don't care. They rock either their personal vehicles or they rock their colors. At least something piece of their color is on them, uh, or something. So we really didn't know it was. We we still to this day don't know who held up the bank. We don't know who did what did any of that. So uh, Olinsky's mindset, though, was a, build, a lot of build-up frustration. You know, like, we are better officers than this. Why aren't we able to catch them? Why aren't we able to be able to get these guys? Like, we're better officers than this. I, I don't see what we're doing wrong, you know, at, at on scene, outside of scenes. Uh, how the hell crews got taken? 
biggest one of all. Like, you, you just, you know, hey, you're like, Olinsky was sitting there. And the first second that you said, there's our guy there, Olinsky literally threw his hands up in the air on scene, threw his gun away, and walked over to his bike in frustration. And that was that was what it was more so it was in frustration like you are a sheriff and i mean yeah i get it you get captured and and everything it's gonna have it's bound to happen to everybody but how in the hell did you get captured knowing that we were on that scene (laughs) it kind of felt like a scene from a movie because you're like you don't have a hostage there's no free passage and i'm like check your officer up on the hill he goes oh motherfucker this is I literally threw my arms up in the air after putting my rifle away. I threw my arms up in the air and, you know, and walked over to my bike and went over the radio and says, they have a motherfucking hostage. Damn it. <laughs> and, you know, and and that's exactly, and they're like, well, wait a minute, didn't have the hostage two minutes ago. And I was like, look on top of the hill. They got Yeah, cruise. the whole time Murdoch was like trying to get to cruise. He's like, I got to walk and like, it just taken forever. And they're like, hurry up, hurry up. And then finally yes. he got him. So we didn't call him. He was actually part of the scene originally. He was waiting on the block. He was kind of our eyes. He was our eyes and our ears on the radio. Um, he's sneaky, prospect, sneaky. So we're like, we're like, here's a shitty detail. Have fun. You know, <laughs> unfortunately you can't get involved in too much fun right now, but you know, you're, you'll earn your stripes and he was, did what he was supposed to do. Uh, Sinister is calculated and Sinister, uh, is, is not very often caught with their pants down because you might see, you might see three of us, but there's probably four of us <laughs> lurking in the shadows. All right. Uh, Sly, I see you in here. Come on up. I know you got a question. Gage, you got a question? Do you have anything else, Bobby? No, no, that's it. I just wanted to see what was running through Olinsky's mind because I kind of, I kind of heard his frustration a little bit, like on that scene, and it kind of made me chuckle just to know that, you know, Dez isn't there and Bobby kind of had the reins and still kind of did what Dez would do. Didn't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we, I mean, that night we got away. I mean, the bank obviously we had the wrong drill, so we didn't get out of there. But we still got a Vanjie, a train, and a plane, all within. An hour and a half. We were on one that night. But I mean, the whole setup process for us when we do that probably takes a good hour. I mean, we make sure we Easy. meet, we mm-hmm. meet, we talk about it, we develop a plan. Like Murdoch, for instance, we could have just all went to the bank and just, oh, whatever happens, happens. You know, so we develop a plan, we develop a backup plan, make sure we have the right tools. Any guns that we carry, like our daily pistols, we make sure we put those up and just take a gun with us that isn't isn't dirty and that if we get caught it is what it is you know i mean there's a lot of planning that goes into our uh heists so to speak and that makes a that that's the creative that's the creativeness of the rp whenever you guys come down to it because i mean like i said in the beginning a lot of people we get there and it's the same exact story front same exact storyline and it's like how many more times are we going to hear this you know and as Olinsky, uh i'm going to he's going through it you know we're not catching people we're just getting in chases and getting burned out and you know and, and at the end of the day it keeps on seeing that we got other chases uh we get in these chases and 
you know, um, they just they, they get away from us. Uh, should they get because, you know, because of, of some stipulations, because they're in the city and, you know, we're going above 60 miles an hour or whatever it may be, you know, because you got as an officer, you guys as criminals don't have to care about anything on that end. You can run through everybody and do whatever you want. And at the end of the day, as an officer, we got to make sure that we're trying to stop you the best way possible. And at the end of the day, the RP discipline on that is, is that we got to start calling off on a lot of chases whenever it's getting too, too crazy. I'm not going to lie. At least I'm backing it up a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm surprised you guys didn't get Air One in the air. Um, we didn't have it. We, we had enough officers, but uh, we didn't have enough cage units out. Yeah, we had a lot of people double doubled up that night, and I was I was I was a little frustrated at that end too. I don't mind the doubling up, but when you only have the more people you have, the more places that you can send off to go there. Like so, the train robbery, not one cop showed up there. I'm going to take a guess because we were all probably no. dealing with to uh, another robbery down the road. Uh, I know the bank robbery was one of them uh, that we had four officers on that scene with two staged outside to do the chase so if you guys did get out and we mm. didn't get you guys the demands met or whatever two were going to just stay out and chase and you know being that Alinsky was on the bike if you had a fast ass shit vehicle then i would have went so and you have to run two officers in a chopper as well in a heli because it's i mean it's impossible for you to be able to run camera and fly at the same time as well right. That's not. You know I, mean? I would say Sinister's pretty good at setting a diversion. We'll send one or two people like, hey, go hit Evangelico or go hit a store robbery. If you get caught, you get caught. We're going to go to a bank. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> so we're so pretty good at setting diversions. As well. I, I, I know that people get frustrated when they don't catch people. Uh, I know that Sinister gets away without leaving a whole lot of evidence, but I think that my hope behind that is that it spurs officers to focus more on the evidence uh, more than they already are. Focus on the cleanup of the scene. Focus on catching them down the road because uh, they might know who did it. Uh, they might have seen them, but if you don't have the evidence, you I mean, outside of a statement, you've got a statement. That's about it. But um, spend the time on that long-form RP. Uh, clear the scenes. Look for evidence because sooner or later, somebody's going to screw up. It's inevitable. It happens. Uh, look for vehicle fragments. If we hit something on the way out and we happen to be in a personal car, uh, you've got that. There's there's little things that you can look for, and, and my hope is that that kind of spurs. Um, so that's the hard thing with the with like the banks. Uh, you're not breaking nothing, so there's no blood there. Uh, whenever you go on the scene, uh, so it's a little bit harder to get evidence off of a bank. The only thing that we might be able to get off of there is a possible fingers. Uh, fingerprint whenever you guys probably hit and get the money out of the uh, out of the vault, you know, whenever you guys get to that point and you're able to get the money out of the vault. So, right. well, even think about it this way. Think about like if you end up in a chase and and they wreck out or um, they hit something and one of their guys flies out, but they're able to get back in and get away. You could have somebody collect the blood from that portion of the scene. Um, I, th I feel like a lot of times people get stuck in that chase and they forget about things like that. Um, go back so and actually, get the blood from I, that. Is that, is it, did the bank happen where Bree, uh, was that uh Bree fell out of the back of the car too? Was that the bank one? I think I was a part of that one. Yeah. You and Archer Arlo, went back and got, Oh, I was uh, there. Yeah. Blood. Yeah. I was yeah, there yeah. too. I didn't come back to nobody though. Yep. 
so we have somebody's blood, but we don't have their uh, well, the last person that did a red. It will that did it. DNA yeah. guys. <laughs> uh huh. The mm -hmm. last person that uh, arrested <clears throat> that per these that person, you know, um, didn't do the blood. Uh, do the blood, and I literally looked in the profile right after he arrested her, and I was like. Why didn't you get, you gave her fingerprints, you, you did this. And he goes, and that's when he went down, he goes, Hey man, I've been out for a little bit. Uh, I just got to re get back into things. And I said, okay, it's not a problem. And then, you know, that's, that's where we're, we're at now with him. And I told him, I said, when you're doing somebody processing them, you don't have to do it every time, but unless they have a, a newer tattoo that you don't notice that stuff needs to be put on file. If they own a business, this is the big one. If they own a business, we need to start making sure that we're documenting that as well. Uh, if we know that they're in an, in a business, I know the MDT does have something in there for the businesses, but like, hell, what you and let's see, Des and uh, I, I said I was about to say Sarah because it's almost the same thing. Stephanie, uh, they both they own a lot of the, they own a lot of businesses in the city, so actually, uh, actually, Des only owns the. Um bike shop that's all he owns he works at a lot of different businesses but he only owns the bike yeah shop. we work at a lot but we only own the bar and the shop right mm -hmm. yeah yep if you notice like um when we do bank jabs and stuff we don't use the fastest cars you know we steal minivans or fucking grangers because we right. want that interaction if we do if by any chance we do able to get in a car chase we don't want to just burn you within a block Mm -hmm. We're looking for that long-term interaction. We're looking for the chase that goes from the county down to the city, you know, back around and around. And it's it's fun. It's fun. It gives the police something to do. It gives us something to do. And I don't know. That's why we don't use our personal cars. If we use our personal cars for our bikes, then we just get away every time. You're just and I'm dumb. Not gonna lie. Then, then they I was laughing I mean... so hard. When we brake checked you guys and Alinsky got rear ended by the squad car and flew off his bike, we were dying in the car. That was so funny, dude. Yep. And then, you know, come down, I was chasing these guys a little bit further down the way and uh, a vehicle came across. It was, a, it was a dirt bike that came across over by where uh, Vinewood PD was and I had to swerve away from that, that biker whether it was one of your guys's or it was somebody or it was like the uh, AI or whatever, the locals there, I literally swerved out and I smacked off my bike and I called myself out of the chase, got my bike and I went back to the station and I started writing a report on where I, what I, what I remembered and everything like that, repaired my bike and they were still in a chase with you, but then they lost eyes. Cause they're like, we need moto, like they get over here. <clears throat> so, and that's the other thing is, you know, I bring that up and I bring that up with RP discipline, you know, Crims, please, if your vehicle wrecks out and you hit something and you notice you hit something, make sure you guys are like, you're, you're, you're knowing like, okay, if I hit one more thing, I, I need to get out and I need to take, uh, you know, we got to be on foot after this. Uh, Cause that's a lot of the officers frustrations that they have uh, that they come to Linsky with like, Oh, he hit his vehicle four times and it was still mobile and he was going like 80 miles an hour. And he went through like, a gate, two buildings, and three different cars. If you're going 80 miles an hour and you have a head-on collision with a car, there's no way that car is going to continue to go. You know. We do mm. have two more hands up. So. Uh. Yep. Yeah, teach me out. You can bring someone else up. 
Love you. I do, uh, I, I, <laughs> Love you, mean it. I do want to take this time yep. to say that, um, guys, if you're listening after the fact and you are not familiar or you're not a member of the community that we are PN, um, there are a ton of great role players in the community. Uh, if you want to check it out, I'm going to post a link in the Discord. It's Generate RP. Um, <clears throat> be sure to, you can also search for it on 5M. It's G E N E R 8. RP. Um, so get on in there and join the stories. And that is a perfect segue to bring up our next question uh, from Sly Dog. Bobby, sit your ass down. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you. <laughs> Come on up, Sly. Hey, how are y'all doing? Good. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. So a few things, a couple of things. I have a couple of uh, questions and a little bit of a comment because you know me, I like to talk, right? Right. Uh, what are you so talking yeah, about? Absolutely. Um, I, lo- I love the uh, the way that Sinister uh, performs. I'm going to say performs because it's, it's it's a performance, right? Uh, when you when you plan for your heist, when you plan for your even a store robbery or whatever, um, you take the time, you're very calculated, and you have a good plan put together. I enjoy the fact that you do that as an officer because that makes me do better, right? Because mm-hmm. I know that if I'm slack-assing or if I'm halfway doing uh, my part, then you're 100% going to get away without a doubt. If I'm not on my game, you guys are going to be on your game. You're going to get away. You're going to have that advantage right out the gate. Um, so I, I said that to say this. Uh, this is a question for Olinsky course um so you have aspirations to advance your career and further your career into into being like a a chief position or or something of the sort how do you change the direction and the behavior and the mindset of the officers that you command in not making the simple mistakes that they know they shouldn't make collecting the evidence that they need to be collecting Giving the proper spacing and chases so they aren't rear-ending you off a motorcycle. How do you go about correcting those behaviors to become successful as a police department? So the one thing on that end is, you know, uh, and I really, I don't know if I've seen this in very much, but I did see it happen to Gage. And, you know, first things first is it's like a, a strike policy, you know, um, whenever it comes down to it, you might be a really good officer, but if you can't follow instructions, then you're not that good of an officer at the end of the day. Right. So Olinsky would literally pull him aside, have that conversation with them. You know, it's a verbal warning the first time, the next time stuff happens, it's going to be documented and, you know, you're going to get suspended for it. Uh, and then it's go uh, take them out of their position that they're in. If they're higher than a corporal or, or they're in that like leadership position, they need to be taken out of it and put back down and go back through the, uh, a rephrase, re- get retrained. Um, and hopefully that brings you up. And then make sure that, you know, briefings, meetings, uh, all that stuff uh, that we, we all implement and love to do, uh, we make sure that we have one like, almost every night to say, okay, hey, look, this is whose warrants are out. This is what uh, we need to watch out for. 
Um, another piece of that is, you know, making sure that all the command, uh, all the chief, the, the chiefs, the assistant chiefs, the colonels are all on the same page too. And, you know, the sheriffs that everybody's communicated and everybody knows what they're doing. And we're not all like as a separate department, because if we're all a separate department at the end of the day, what, what good is that going to bring to, you know, our society? Uh, if people know that say Desmond knows that the sheriff is, uh, the, the sheriff is doing is uh, upset with the chief of police. Desmond can use that to his advantage. You know what I mean? So mm. basically, it's just go back and retrain. One hundred percent. It's gonna it, as much as it sucks, and you know you might lose an officer over it, but at the end of the day, we we can always rebuild and restructure, right? Yeah, totally agree. Um, and, and just things, just things I want to point out. So currently you're, you're an assistant chief, you're in mm -hmm. that high command role, right? Right. So with having those aspirations to move up and to run your own agency, the, now is the time to be making those moves and issuing those strikes and correcting those actions. And that's, and that's going to really show that will really show what kind of leader that you will be, right? Because it's not going to be, you know, because if, you, if you're looking at it from like my, my standpoint, right, I say, okay, I have, a, I have a chief vacancy, whether it's LSPD or BCSO or troopers or whatever the case may be, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at it, it's okay, I have a chief vacancy. I have three assistant chiefs, and I still have the same issues going on that we've had going on for six months. So at that point, how, how, does, how do I as a commissioner look at the three assistant chiefs and be like, well, I'm gonna promote one of these guys because you know it it's it's all a cohesive unit. High command is high command, captain and higher or uh, lieutenant colonel and higher are all high command, right? Right. So you you all have that ability to to shape the way that law enforcement works within the city, and you all have the ability to issue those strikes. Uh, the advice that I would give to anyone who is aspiring, aspiring to move up and, and to lead your own department at any point is don't wait until the vacancy is there to start implementing the things that you want to see happen and being part of the change that you want to be. Start with the tools that you have now to show what you're capable of so that there's 100% confidence in your ability to lead that department when the time comes. So with Alinsky, he he's in that aspect. That's what he wants to do, but he doesn't want to step on nobody's toes and think that he's trying to push somebody out either. So that that's the other thing uh, is he knows he can do it and what he wants to do. He just wasn't sure on if if he did that. You know, is he the one who's going to get that strike against him? You know, and then. You know, uh, chief comes down and he says, "Hey, man, I, I got to demote you," or something like that. So he he's trying to make what's right right now. And after the Monday cath uh, catastrophe, it was like, okay, w we need to sit back and we need to dial in, and we need to not just have a briefing about chases. We need to not just have a briefing. We need to instead have a briefing. We're gonna go and do a training. Well, take, and and it goes. I was just going to say, yeah. take take that opportunity to open that line of communication with your chief. Uh, if you don't, if you're not wanting to step on toes, just 
take that opportunity to open up that communication. Uh, hey, I'm going to do this because, uh, you know, uh, just open up the communication a little more. If, um, and I'm not saying you guys don't communicate, don't get me wrong. I'm just, this is just speaking from experience and having gone through this a couple of times with a couple of, of, a, of different assistants. Uh, I've had some that, that don't communicate at all. And then I've had some that are afraid to communicate. And, uh, I think that communication is a great thing. And, uh, without communication, you, you cease to become cohesive. And if it, if you don't have communication at the very top, then you're definitely not going to have it at the very bottom. Alinsky has been pretty lucky as of yet. He's not been part of one of Sly's tantrum tantrums where he goes in and turns the desk over and stands everybody on their head. Oh, shit. Uh, be no. <laughs> because uh, things aren't, aren't, uh, how do you say? Not going the way that they should be. But things aren't going the way that they should be. Uh, because, you know, crap rolls downhill. And uh, when Sly starts getting, you know, phone calls and complaints and, and things of that nature, then hey, I'm not just going to be the one to carry it around on my shoulders. It's, it's going on down to the next guy. Because ultimately, uh, in, from my point of view, the commissioner's job is not to run the entire law enforcement agencies and the fire and the EMS. The commissioner's job uh, for me is to be an asset and be a tool for the leaders who are in place that are supposed to be leading. Now, one of the commissioner's responsibility is if there are leaders who are not leading and who are not making corrective changes and things of that nature and using the tools that they have been given, then his job is 100% to replace those leaders. Um, so preach, don't, don't be, <laughs> don't be caught up in the, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Cause it's like Sly told you at MRPD, mm -hmm. you can't have a two soft leaders. You need right. one to be kind of soft and understanding, and you need one that's going to crack heads when it's time to crack heads. Balance. Um, I think a good duo to, have to that reference balance. is Dean and Arlo, because they are stark opposites. Right. But they work really well together because Arlo's the more caring, and Dean is more in your face. Right. It's not, it's not that he's not together. caring. He's just, uh, yeah, he's he's very direct and to the point. Whereas Arlo kind of mm -hmm. it, it kind of warms your cockles a little bit and uh, <laughs> pat, pats your ass a little bit and makes you feel like you're talking to grandpa. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. But uh, yeah, be uh, uh, Olinsky, you're doing a great job, man. Just keep it up and be be the change that you want to see. Right. Use mm -hmm. the tools that you have to uh, to help change. And like you said, if uh, if you if some officers leave in the process, then it is what it is. Um, the ones that stay will be better for it, and they will be proud to be part of something that's well old and can be successful on mm -hmm. a, any given scene and any given night. So just just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I will say, use those tools. You know, like for for Sly, a big 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 pet peeve of Sly. Is and because he does it every day. Sly goes through the MVT every day. One of his biggest pet peeves are shitty profile pictures, incomplete reports, evidence not being accountable accountable for. Yep. And incomplete profiles. Well, those after... things right there. If you if you strike any officer for any of those four things, your chief can get mad if he wants to. I promise you, he has a boss too, and his boss is going to be pissed that they did that. So do your job <laughs> without fear. 
Well, after and, and uh, make the PD great, you know, just keep mm-hmm. moving forward. Well, like I was gonna say, after that court and us getting kind of demolishing two cases, uh, yeah, and Linsky every day now goes in first like twenty minutes to an hour. I will literally go in and read probably the last ten reports if there or the last ten incidences, and then if it says MRPD, I go to MRPD. I check that case file now. Uh, and uh, Perez actually asked me, I think the other night, he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just going over everything because we need to. And he was like, oh, okay. And, you know, and then I would call somebody. I literally would call him over the radio, like 241, I need you to come uh, 76 over to uh, PD or MRPD. And he's on his way down there and he comes in and goes, what, what, what's up? And I'm like, Where's the evidence for this? It's not in the locker or, you know, I'm just using as an example. He hasn't done that. <laughs> but yeah, so after us getting our, our butts pretty much kicked, that was um, with the with with the hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollar thing that that put me on on the more shore of, OK, that's where we need to we, we need to buckle this down and we need to, we need to really uh, fasten our seatbelts and do this the right way. Yeah, we've not had that meeting that's coming, I think, Saturday. It's not going to be lovely, but uh, it right. is what it is. Right. Uh, when the PD has to pay out almost a quarter million dollars over foolishness, it's uh, it's not a good yeah, day, right? it was bad. Because yeah, was... here's the thing, and so like as a server owner, you you try really, really hard to have an economy that is mm-hmm. somewhat balanced and do the best you can to have it where people don't have millions and millions and millions of dollars and where people aren't struggling at the same time. It's really hard to find that balance, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go and you have a court case that awards $180,000 in one pop, pretty quickly, if you get several of those, pretty quickly you can get a a, a really hard weight on that on the global economy of the city and can really start causing an issue. And that's why there's a cap. There's a cap on what can even be awarded because of that. Um, because, you know, one thing one thing about DOJRP is it, it, can, it can absolutely, without some kind of structure as far as like um, limits and things of that nature, it can literally turn a city on its head. A few million dollar lawsuits here and there and things of that nature. And then you've got a hot mess on your hands. So there's there has to be limits and stuff like that. But at the same time, um, there has to be accountability to those officers who are making those mistakes. If it's a one-off thing, it happens, right? But if it's repeated behavior and consistent and stuff, those are the hard parts of being high command. Those are the hard parts of being uh, uh, even a sergeant is correcting those officers underneath you. Um, and I think really what it comes down to is getting your core group of guys and getting them well-oiled and functioning like a, a sewing machine and um, get them really good at doing what they do. And then when they have new people come in, taking them up underneath their wing and, and teaching them the same way. And I think that uh, the PD is headed in the right direction. I think it's it's going uh well and there's progress being made um since our last high command meeting the one of the big focuses was um officer safety and mdt reports and things of that nature and after that um Brittany perez was really hammering on reports 
she was really hammering people on reports and was catching some flack from it and we had to address that but um there's they're steadily getting better and getting better um and a lot of it is just sometimes we have to slow down we have to take control of the scene and slow it down so that we can have the police rp that we want to have uh, just like the criminals want the rp and they want the interaction from the cops the cops have rp there that they need to get to and the criminals have to show <clears throat> some grace in that as well just like we have to show grace and in a storyline that you're getting uh when you recognize effort is being put in you know we we show um criminal side grace in going along with some of these stories and things of that nature the criminal side also has to show grace to the law enforcement understanding that there's rp there for them to get to 100 mm-hmm. percent. anyways that's all okay. i had i'm not going to tie up your whole show we'll be here another two hours you know how i talk <laughs> no hey it's all good it's all good um i'm i'm glad you brought up you did bring up a couple of points that the not being afraid to step on toes uh that's another throw my hands up for each moment. Uh, if if you're worried about stepping on toes, then you're never going to make any change. And if somebody really wants that job, they're not going to leave that job over over something that that fickle. Um, the ones that want to be there will be there. Uh, I've had my hands tied before. We don't want to hurt feelings. We don't want to upset people by firing them. If 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 they're doing a shit job, they should be fired. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I'm supposed to say Fafo. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, all good points. I know. Points. I I struggle a little bit being too. What's the word I want to say? Vocal as Anna because she's still lower in the ranks, but she will kind of. If something's bothering her, she sees she's gonna say it. And I feel like people kind of look at her like, who are you? Like, who do you think you are? You're, you're just, you know, what is she yeah. now? Sergeant? Corporal? Wrong is wrong. If you see wrong, then wrong should be reported regardless. But uh, mm-hmm. in, it it's all in the approach, too. So, like, I wouldn't uh, approach a, a, a officer that was higher than me in a disrespectful manner. I would come at it as, you know, offering a suggestion. Hey, you know, why don't we look at it this way next time or... Um, I think that's how we all learn too, is by sharing. Cause, uh, there's, you know, uh, what's that saying? There's always more than one way to skin a cat and you know, that's, that's applicable. Uh, Really? Never heard that. Mm -hmm. I know Sly's heard it. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) Always more than one way to skin a cat. Uh, so somebody might have a suggestion and maybe you take both of your methods and you, and you mold them together and it makes the perfect method. So communicate, talk to each other. It's not a competition. I I feel like, you know, (laughs) with the Leos, we should all be working together. Mm -hmm. It's not a competition, you know? One million. I think that goes back to everybody wants to be promoted. Everybody wants to be in charge, right? Um, and that's one thing that Sly's pushing back on right now is such uh, some some people, or not necessarily some people we have currently, but future promotions being pushed out too fast uh, just because of time. Time doesn't mean anything to me. You can be a deputy and be here six years. If you're, if you're not excelling and you're not great at your deputy job, I'm sure I don't want you promoted to a corporal or even a sergeant at that fact. Um, 
that's that's why he's had conversations with the chiefs about you know before we promote people to sergeant kids because in my mind sergeant is really that first hard line of you're a supervisor at this point right yeah. there's yeah. typically you know less sergeants than there are corporals there's typically you know more officers than there are corporals so you definitely have that chain but sergeant to me is or is like that first hard line of okay you're a first line supervisor and for me for you to promote to that first line supervisor spot you need to know every aspect of a patrol job every single part of it and if you don't you don't need to be promoted so with that, and that being heavy. said it's in that and, and you know, in the SOP, it states that a like a recruit and or not a recruit. But what's the next one? Because uh, our ranks are a little different. Patrol. It's just yeah, patrol. Patrol is not supposed to be in chases. They're not. They're supposed to be there to get the evidence. They're supposed to be there to uh, clean up the scene and everything like that. They're not supposed to be in all these chases. And they're complaining about fast cars. And I. I wasn't coming to realization. That's why they don't get fast cars. <laughs> and exactly. I wasn't coming to realization until Linsky and Sly had that talk and you were talking about the two. And you're like, look, they don't get fast cars because they're not supposed to be doing it. And I went back after, you know, he said that. And I went in my, I went upstairs and I was writing a report. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go, while I'm writing this report, I'll take a break. And then I'll go over here, read a little bit of SOP, do this. Or when I'm sitting on patrol, I keep, I have the SOP up on the other screen just so that way I could read it and get myself really familiar rised with it and in that one sentence on patrol you're not supposed to be in in the chase you're supposed to be the one who okay you know what i'm gonna stay i'll, I'll be on scene but whenever that chase happens i'm gonna be the one who stays back and go into the into the store into the bank into whatever i'm gonna take care of the hostage and all that stuff and then your sergeant should be the one who's conducting that too like he should be knowing who's on scene at the same time as well. And yeah, yeah I think yeah, a lot 100%. of people they get their promotions and they're not reading their new job title. Yep. And I wish I wish more people would cuz your officers and your sergeants have totally different jobs. But not mm -hmm. a lot of people know that. Well, the biggest trouble is people, especially people who have RP'd as law enforcement for so long, they automatically assume that it's the same as everywhere else they've ever been. Uh, and mm -hmm. one thing that that you guys can probably attest to, there's a lot of things that are different about Generate than there are any other RP server you've ever played in. There's 100. a lot of similarities because it is an RP server. Uh, right. And one of those things that's different is our SOP. Uh, it has a different outlook on some things. It has a different structure and uh, different responsibilities set for different ranks. And if everyone who come in would actually take the time and read that SOP and know it, they would understand and things would, would go a lot better for them in the long run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Couldn't agree more. And I know, I know I'm guilty of, you know, there's a call, there's only a few people around. So you go to it. You can't always follow, you know, your job description to a T if the numbers aren't there too. Sure. Well, that, that's 100% on that too. And that's the other aspect. That's why like, I think at the beginning it was like, that's promote, that's promote, that's promote because they're not having the numbers and they can't keep up because you can't pit somebody if you're in your car because your car can be the one that goes out of commission. You know, you should always have two vehicles in a pursuit before even thinking about uh, making that pit maneuver. And I want to well, see, I want to see more of that. And I want to see uh, whenever I started re realizing 
that the spike strips actually go across the road, like 100% across the road. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I started realizing that they actually go across the road and it's just not like a little section or anything like that. I really, uh, I started implementing that. And now a lot of people, uh, the third and the fourth person will, uh, will actually pull out and, you know, out of the, they'll pull out off of the, the chase and they'll go run parallel and they'll try to catch it and try to throw the spike strips. So. Well, just one more thing. Um, you mentioned earlier about, you know, getting burnout and things of that nature. Um, and, and, you know, people always getting away, you know, when server pop was, was pretty low, you know, it was a lot more lenient on people not having hostages and letting them get to their car and whatnot. Um, it, it's, it's time to kind of start shifting that to making the criminals not be lazy, make them get a hostage. If they don't have a hostage, they get no demands. You don't get safe passage to your car. If you don't have a hostage, guess what? And you can come out with your hands up or we're going to come in and we're going to handcuff you whether you're down or whether you're standing up, which way, whichever way you want to have it. (laughs) You can take locals as hostages too. A lot of people don't know that. Remember that. Take a local. I mean, they're just as important as, you know, any of us. If you can be charged for killing one, you can sure use it for a hostage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Y'all make me sit down. I'm going to talk all night and Gage is going to be crying about his arm hurting. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to go ahead and call it now. The first thing he's going to say when he gets up here is he's sorry. (laughs) Or he's going to, or or it's going to be for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gage. All right. So I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Arm's probably tired holding it up for so long. <laughs> Get your Canadian butt up here. Oh, he's, he's deafened too. <laughs> Undeafen yourself, Gage. There Good we evening, go. everyone. How are you? Good evening. Go? Damn it, he was for listening. For fuck's <laughs> I called it. <laughs> Wait, what's my what's my prize? What do I win? Okay. Um I I know I've only been playing an officer for a short time, and I'm one of the I'm the only officer that's had a uh timeout and been suspended, which mm-hmm. uh I I find amusing because there's a lot of other officers that could have been suspended by this point. Anyway, um I would just like to use the bank situation as one example. I'm hearing echo my own voice coming back at me. Why am I hearing that? Are you listening to the stream on Twitch still? Oh, maybe I got to shut that off. Hold on. There you go. Let's mute it. (laughs) Okay, there we go. It was weird. I was having to wait for myself to finish. It's a moose sneaking up on you. Be careful. Yeah, it was fucking meese. Anyway. (laughs) Um, I, I, I look at the bank situation this way because, uh, some people know, and some people don't, I actually have a military background. I actually had rank in the military that scene alone between the people in the bank and the seven of us outside, which there should have never been seven. We had all our leadership there. I turn around and I see one leadership wearing a colored up shirt. I see another leadership wearing a collared up shirt. I see a new officer wearing a, a just a police jacket, not even in uniform. There's three of us in uniform. 
one person on the hill strictly observing, okay? Three of those officers got out of one car. Uh, first of all, I would have said, mm -hmm. each of you get in your own fucking car. There's no reason for three of you to be in a car, except there's a junior officer there, so there should have been two in one car. But there was three in one car. So that automatically takes two people possibly out of any chase that could possibly occur. Yep. The next thing, when they said they had no uh, hostage inside the bank, that was when we should have been making a plan to go in there right away because the longer we stall, they're making plans to get out of there. Now, another point I wanted to make is I know how a lot of officers are getting more aggressive, but they're getting more aggressive because the criminals are getting more aggressive. For example, when we're trying to pit them or we get them boxed in, they continuously still ram us. They drive motorcycles into our cars. They drive cars into our cars and keep trying. Yeah, they do. I know. I see. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so from now that's on. That's my guys. You tell me. I'll if, choose some ass for that. <laughs> if, if I'm in that situation, I will open up on that person with a weapon because I have the ability to do that. And I'm able to do that because they're now using their vehicle as a weapon. 100%. I agree with that. It's, mm -hmm. it's just that that's part of the frustration because we want the RP to continue and that whole, the, the bank and the Vangelico and all that, it was just, you know, smoke and mirrors over there, go there. Nobody's there. The big things happen over here. We'd get there. And then there was no prints. There was no evidence. And it was just like, I felt like we were chasing our tails and it, it gets frustrating. I mean, it gets frustrating for everybody. It might be not getting frustrating for the criminals because it's content. And you can watch their streams and they're all laughing and having a good time. And they think the police are stupid. <laughs> Let's be honest. The criminals think we're dumb, but sometimes to keep that RP going, we have to play dumb. Like when we get in that conversation at the store, when I show up there, you're the only person who walks out of the store. I don't need to fucking ask questions. I'm going to detain you, put you in cuffs. I don't need to ask you any other questions that I tell I read you your rights. But we try and RP that out, which makes us look like idiots all the time because we yeah. get them to hear them tell their stories. And like Alinsky was saying, it's the same story over. It's the same regurgitated. Like, I like the originality of stuff because as, as, a, as a player uh, outside of being Gage, Gage is a lot of how I really am in real life other than the fact that I – do not say for fuck's sakes all the time. I do that just for you guys because you love. I don't believe so that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. He says then that I a lot. firmly believe that million dollars you'd build a mermaid house. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it probably would. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be more so than a million. It's, it's it's those subtle things that it, it starts getting people. I, I know myself, I've been caught up in it. I'm like, we got them boxed in and they're still ramming our car. Like what? Or they they just hit their fourth light post and they're still driving or yep. um their car just did a complete flip over 1050 and they're they're off driving again so it's it's stuff like that and the reason that i know gage is getting suspended because he has the well i'm going to think outside the box so when i shot out tires yeah i shouldn't have tased the other officer but that was a different story but when i shot out tires I did that because there was a criminal in the car, starting the car, and everyone had tasers out. To me, you just brought a knife to a gunfight, in my opinion, because they're in the car. So it's it's just 
little things like that and we all see what's happening with each other and still i'm still shocked that gage has been the only one who's been suspended after all the shit he's seen go down and hear the shit that's gone down he's just been like wow okay but i took the punishment because i was hoping that it would set a precedence that nobody's above the law you can be in shit and if it takes being suspended to think about what you're doing and maybe take a step back, then so be it. There should be repercussions for our bad uh, decisions. And I get that because that's, that's it. even in real life, there's that type of stuff. So right. it's just simplistic things like that. I didn't really have questions, but I, I know there's been a, a lot of these little things that add up and it's, I'm finding it very, it's very easy to play criminal character than it is a police officer because you're held by a higher standard and you have so many rules you have to abide by. And the, the other worst thing that a criminal can ever do is tell you, oh, you can't do that. Which if you ever notice, the only time we catch criminals is when all you guys are on your police characters. (laughs) If you ever notice that, um, so when you guys are out there doing that stuff, it gives us a lot to do. But for someone to tell me through a car window, oh, I can't do that. Well, how do you know? How do you know what my SOPs are? Right. In the military, they were ROEs. And I can tell you, they changed on the daily. And they those were rules of engagement. And SOPs should be also subject to change uh, just due to the fact that uh, the like faster cars right we started having faster cars or the bikes started coming out and then there was heat units and then i mean it it's gotten a little crazy as of late so it's like there's been calls i don't even go to if someone steals a car by the time i get from Polito to the city what what am yep. i gonna find right? yeah, prioritize. So i just, I just yep. enter that plate in my bolo and hope it drives by yep anyway that's the that's the yep. end of my little bit of a rant all good. It's all good. Uh, I did hear when you were going on about the bank scene and, and some things that uh, there were, and Sly said it, I think there were a couple of rule breaks actually meant that were mentioned in there. So um, I either file a ticket or if you, I, don't, I believe in talking it out, uh, if you know the org leader, reach out to the org leader and say, hey, you know, uh, can we look into this? I I, I know as an org leader, I have no qualms about ripping somebody a butthole for uh, breaking mm-hmm. rules like that. Rules are rules for a reason. And uh, I, you can ask my guys, I, I preach grace all the time and I, and, and uh, thinking about the way the other side might look at things. Because ultimately, realistically, just the bank alone, as soon as they didn't have a hostage and they're showing weapons, Military me would have shot every one of them, <laughs> but police officer me, you know, let's come up with a plan, but let's not stall and make a decision. We have four people that are in charge there. The lowest ranks there were a corporal and a new recruit. I mean, I'm a sergeant. There's uh, three uh, leaders of departments there and one assistant chief. Why so, were we not going in there? So then it sounds, it kind of sounds to me like maybe everything's a little bit top heavy. Uh, you get a lot yeah. of upper command yeah. and not many of lower, but the, and that always seems to happen when departments form, but that goes back to the, the, uh, uh, 
frequency of promotions and slowing the, and that's always a thing. I remember having to slow those down when Arlo was commissioner, you know, Hey, let's slow these promotions down a little bit. I know people are eager and people want to move up, but if they're not, you know, performing their position that they're in at their fullest now, then why, why do you think they're going to perform to their fullest at their new position? Because uh, also, honestly, every scene I've been to, well, the last two big ones I was at, or Gage was at, was the train. Both yeah. times Gage ended up at the train, the one time he was the first officer there by himself, and they were running to his car. But Gage was right beside their car. So guess what I did? I shot out their tires. They were advancing on me. I shot out their tires, just in case I didn't make it. When we went at the second... Uh, train incident that's where Arlo and Dean and everyone showed up and there was a lot of officers down once again I shot out the tires on the vehicle that was right in front of my car but I also shot the car a bunch of times because someone came through the bush around the barn which I ended up shooting the car a bunch of times because I was hoping I'd hit somebody uh, I did get somebody anyway later on but um, so, so what I just got is no you're, a, you're you're a spray and pray kind of guy <laughs> no no just Gage hoping just i would hit something <laughs> no that that it looked like someone was ducking behind the car and then went to the bush that the car was kind of parked in so i was like ah it's not an officer so and they kept coming left and right around the corners and i saw walker get shot so i was like fuck am i the only officer over here oh whenever the train one or yeah that that robbery there and i ran up to you and i was like why didn't you call out you bastard i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck you i'm sorry exactly it was like because my first instinct is i did have my my rifle out in that scene and but i see an officer down in olinsky's first thing is medical aid that's like i harp on it i harp on it i harp on it i harp on it we need to render medical aid. It's my biggest pet peeve that I see officers walking around. They're trying to survey the scene, take pictures, do all this stuff. And I'm like, no, get that person to the uh, the, the hospital. And, that's, you know, a, that's a hard pill to swallow. But even in real combat, that's a hard pill to swallow because you still want to get your guy out of there. But yeah, you have to do it the right. You have to commit. You have to clear the area beforehand. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's that's the understanding <laughs> fact. But I didn't think the damn guy was going to be like uh, twenty yards away from me and shoot me with a shotgun, and I drop. Well, you know? I was, I, had, I was <laughs> shooting him when he was coming over the fence, but then I was already wounded because every time I went to take an IFAX, I would stand up behind my car and get shot again. So it's like, <laughs> so uh, a a good example of that, and I. Sometimes I hate bringing myself or my characters up a lot, but um, the the train scene. I actually just put a clip on my Twitch of it. Um, Arlo and and Archer were uh, approaching the opening to the barn where the train is, and uh, Archer ran in and he got he got taken he got dropped as soon as he ran in. So uh, Arlo immediately fell back to regroup, and while Archer was like five feet from him. Uh, it wouldn't have done me any good to rush in and try to drag him out of there. So Arlo talks to Archer, tells him it's going to be okay, and we're, we'll get him out of there. But um, that, you know, I saw Sly said eliminate the threat first. Um, yeah, that then... was that was perfect. That was as realistic as it gets. As much as you want to get your buddy, you know that you could be laying right beside him as soon as mm -hmm. you grab him. Then you're useless oh, well, to happened, you both. 
he could be within mm -hmm. arm's reach and you reaching out the arm could be just the fact that you get popped. <laughs> but again, that's where communication and comms come in, in, into play as well too. You know, I did, I, I knew we still had some people there and everything like that. But again, I heard something about they got to their cars or something about the car or I see a car and it's like that communication has got to be to a T so that way we know everybody that's on that scene knows where, that where, scene where we're at. When all or those officers were down, there was so much emotion. Like when everybody was down trying to get aid and trying to get medical in there, like everybody like that was still up was really into it. And it was really fun to see everybody like, you know, doing CPR on anybody and everybody. Yeah, that was cool. I did go back and watch uh, Arlo's stream there, uh, Josh's stream. And uh, I did like the fact that everyone brought everybody to the one area and was working on them, whether they were Yeah, crims, cops, yeah. like everybody was a human. And yeah, that tri scene. triage tent set up, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was a really good scene. Um, and I think one thing that I want to say, too, I, I think that we have a lot of... Uh, not only here, but other places I've been as well. We have a lot of passionate Leo role players. They're really, <laughs> really passionate about their uh, role play and their scenes, and they they take it all very, very seriously. So um, when we're having these conversations and discussions, and we're and we're bringing forward issues that we believe to see uh, or offering um, input. Don't take it personally. Uh, I think right. it's it's great. Open up those conversations. Have these conversations uh, because that only further, um, you know, solidifies the bond between departments, officers, upper command, lower command. Communication is uh, communication is paramount. So don't take offense to it. It's not it's nothing personal. People well, are passionate. I, uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like. Yep. I, let's be honest, all our department heads butt heads because there's there's a problem there with all of them together. I don't know. Well, I do yeah. know what it is, but in character, it's just whatever I see, right? It's just like everyone's button heads. I mean, Gage has already considered himself a black sheep because he's at the sheriff's department and he already knows how people feel about Cruz and how he does things. And, um, one person even said that Gage is becoming just like Cruz. Well, I don't think that way. I'm I'm on duty. No, I'm kidding, Cruz. If you hear that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. But no, sorry. you're not. You're not sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm you're not, not sorry. sorry. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry. <laughs> I think that that everyone has the opportunity and stands to learn from everyone else. I think that you can learn something from everybody, no matter if it's work related, personal related, you know, be open to change, be open to outside opinions. And, uh, it's important that you listen. That's, you know, one of, one of Arlo's biggest flaws was that he was open door policy all the time. Come talk to me. But that was also one of his most, everybody's most loved traits that he had was that he was, he was an open book. Come talk to me. I would rather you talk to me than uh, shut me out and, and harbor that anger. 100% on it's that Definitely one. a balancing act. You got to kind of decide how you want your Leo to be. Do you want to be a hard ass that gets the job done? Do you want to be nice and everybody likes? 
Do you want to try to mix it? Oh, yeah, but it's, I think you can do both. I think you can do both. You, you oh, gotta let's have use neutral that, right now. You got to have the sides. hard ass and you got to have the nice side. You Except play the nice until they just start trying to be a hard ass to you. And then that's when you click your hard ass in is mm-hmm. when they're yeah. feeding it to you. You're not going to continue to be nice. It's only going to last for so long before someone's going to be like, you know, hey, fuck, listen, shut up and listen. Mm. I'll, res- I'll, re- I'll respect you, but you're going to respect me first. Like, you you know, it goes both ways. Yeah. Uh, I've seen another server. Sorry. Go no, go ahead. I've seen in other servers where Aaliyah was super, super strict. And that's just how they are. You know, they're a jerk to everybody. You're a criminal. They don't like you. I'm not going to name names. But then I've also seen Leos that are way too soft and people just walk all over them. So it's kind of, you know, you don't want to be too soft. You don't want to be too harsh. Kind of, you got to be kind of That's why you have the, the soft exterior and the hard interior. Well, you you play your level of uh, how you speak to someone and how they're speaking to you. But as an it's, officer, you've got to keep it calm and cordial. But I mean, you'll get that one criminal that's fuck you, fuck off, fuck, fuck this, no matter what on you, you puking on you, whatever. Right. Well, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to be oh Hey, let, let me get you a towel. Like, Fuck you. Sit in your piss-covered clothes. I don't care. You can sit in that cell all night. I don't care. You know, like the tone is going to change. You're not going to just be someone's punching bag. And um, officers shouldn't be like that. Like they they got to know when to be soft, but they also got to be hard asses when they have to be hard asses. And uh, generally, the criminal is going to dictate when that comes up. Hundred percent. I agree with that. A hundred percent. Arlo is rarely ever. Uh, rarely ever raises his voice or gets mad. He sure did the other night at the federal building, though, because he kept getting cut off and cussed at, and finally he just, you know, it was it was, it was, was an explosion for Arlo. He yep. said, basically told him to sit the hell down and shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, what was funny was they sat down. I think they were shocked that he said it. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> And that's the other scene whenever you you have your character and you're like so like nice to everybody you know and you're doing what you're doing and then they come up and they 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 pull you out and you know they're using you as a punching bag nonetheless and then when this first second that you say something smart to them or something like that they instantly go and wait did he just say that and sometimes i mean yeah they'll listen because they're not expecting that but there's other times that they uh that they're just like, wait a minute, he just said that to me. He's not allowed to say that because he's never said it before to me. Well, they they also they also it do work that, that way, <laughs> right? Like you're gonna cuss that. me out of the cells. Guess what? I'm gonna come right back at you with flying like a sailor well, as well. That's the other thing. They'll they'll sit there and cuss you out, cuss you out, cuss you out, and then you say one derogatory thing, and now they want to kill you. Yeah, I'll yeah. sue you. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sue. It's always. I'll be seeing you. Yeah, I'll be seeing you since you you told my mom said my mom's cooking sucked. You know, like what? You're gonna fucking <laughs> kill me because your mom makes lousy roast beef or what? I don't get it. Like, you know what I mean? I deserve to die for that. Like, yeah, I mean, and that's that's building their character on that end of things too. And you know, uh, I would like to to maybe see the fear of uh, of life. 
a little bit more and and all of us you know i get it you're running and i get it a criminal still completely runs but the second that most 90 percent of them raise a firearm at that criminal criminal usually drops and gives up finally um most of the time where you know a taser's being shot at, shown at them but just not even in that aspect i mean driving uh other people around in the city, you know, you could turn a corner and do other things. Sly this, they do. I, I watch cops, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so sweaty? <laughs> uh, I, 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 you know, and, and that comes to say where uh, some do and some don't, but the second that they see or, or fear that they have it, but the fearing of the life, I, I would like to see. Uh, a lot more um, between everybody, uh, you know, crims and cops. You know, a cop showing up on scene and just pulling out a damn uh, a rifle right on scene. They're not fearing for their life. They're wanting, they're, they're ready to shoot. That's what Olinsky's thought is. If I see an officer show up there, but if you guys have like ARs out too, of course, yeah, we're going to come up with rifles out too. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we know where this is going. Uh, so like at the bank scene, you know, it was given to me. And you and Gage, you could test this over the radio. Olinsky was hesitant on what to say. Yeah, because that's true. that's true. He didn't want us to stand down, but he also didn't want the crims to or them to think that they knew I was the the scene pre, uh, pre, I was that scene presence at the end of the day, and and everything. So I was like, all right, guys. I was like, we outnumber them. I don't want nobody getting up. I told everybody to armor up and let's go. And I said it in like a voice that wasn't like my normal voice. It was like more like a, like I toned my voice down to like tell them like, I'm here with you guys. We're going to go through this together type of deal, you know? So, and, and that's why I said that was probably almost one of my favorite scenes uh, out of that, that we had, that we all had uh, here too. Ooh, man, I just looked at the clock. <laughs> yeah, we're almost at well, three hours. Yep, we're sitting at two hours and 53 minutes, 1 a.m. for me. Um, it's because uh, me too. Sly had that big, long-winded, no, I'm kidding, Sly. Mm -hmm. He's going to ban me now. <laughs> I didn't say sorry, though, so fuck you, Sly. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man! A few more in the audience. Do we have any more questions? Any questions? Questions. Gage is getting the hook around the neck and pulling him off the stage. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> no, we appreciate it, brother. Thanks for coming up with your questions and your uh, statements and your Canadian rant. <laughs> no problem. I'm gonna uh, just saddle up my moose and go for a ride. All right, sounds good. Appreciate you, brother. I don't want my moose. <laughs> <laughs> oh look now everybody's coming in here no imagine that put your <sighs> hand up put your hand up just a reminder guys join that discord if you're listening after the fact uh i'll be sure to get a link in there and uh jump on in to get your ltr role so you can come up on stage live and ask your questions if you got questions raise your hand i think just click somewhere I don't know how to do it. Put your hand up. 
<laughs> it's a button that says raise your hand. <laughs> I think. Raise with a little with a little high five there, it looks like this. <laughs> it's like this. Just Oh, I forget. You know what, guys, you've totally let me forget to use my sound effects. Oh. Which one? What what I'm hold on. I'm gonna have to do it here. Oh, don't be nervous. Come on. You were the guest last week. How are you? <laughs> I'm nervous. Don't do it to me. <laughs> wasn't me. It wasn't me. Got me on the counter. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> All right, guys. If nobody else has any more questions, we are rolling up on the three-hour mark. It has been uh, an eventful conversation uh I, leo uh, leo rp is a really really hot topic and i think again it goes back to uh people are very passionate about their law enforcement role play so um if we take anything away from this episode be more open-minded uh take take criticism uh a little bit lighter um it, people don't offer their opinions to to be critical of you they're trying to help uh so that's that's what if if you take anything away from this episode let's take that away Sarah do you agree yes yes it's getting late she's giving one word answers uh -huh. <laughs> no, but you can see it in not, her eyes if you're not on the discord after we end the live we're gonna announce next week's guest but you mm -hmm. can only know if you're in discord mm -hmm. gets picked after the show so be sure you get in here i've said it probably 20 times get in the freaking discord <laughs> jump on in get that role and uh meet us for the after show we'll hang out for a little bit we'll pick next week's guest and just mm -hmm. kind of all shoot the shit at the same time and uh i won't shove you guys down in the audience and make it where you can't talk well, get in I'll here you're a loser do it or i curse your cows <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, all right, Kevin. Give him. Give him. I'm going to start calling you Kevin. Mm. <laughs> Biscuits oh, and mustard. Oh, jeez. Biscuits uh. and mustard. Uh, I would like to open the floor to you if you would like to plug your stream, the server you RP in, anything yourself, your side business, your... Um, <laughs> My side business. Yeah, right. Your... your uh, harem of women uh, whatever you know this is your time <laughs> well discord of course i will always uh say it um join the discord at uh for the gen 8 rp i have the posted in my stream which my sprint stream name is smack of smurf which i think uh josh has it in here as well um the, those two things are are mostly the two things, you know, come watch us RP if you're not sure 100% on what our Discord or what we're about or anything like that. Personally, message me, ask me. Uh, I got no problem with, you know, pulling somebody aside and helping them because, you know, that's that's what we do. Uh, you know, if you're new to RP, like brand, brand new, don't be afraid, join us. We, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll let you figure it out. <laughs> you figure it out yeah no there's a bunch of yeah. uh, great role players there that are super helpful so uh really good community give it give it a, I'm, I'm partial but give it a shot give it a shot what's you got to lose sarah any closing remarks 
I'm sticking with that Sarah thing. Twenty by the way, tier if you one it. subs. That's fine. Holy smoly! Fuck a moly! Yuki, look at that! Oh snap! What, what is that? Oh, I feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to one of my favorite EMS guys, by the way. Takes awesome pictures. Yugi Fox. <laughs> Shout out, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for the. Get uh, I get. I get. To, you subbies. said I get to do. I, I get to shout out like anything. Yeah, I'm shouting out uh, Josh here. Please, guys, if you don't have anything with nobody to get anything for you for a gaming picture or overlays or anything like that, go to this man here. He did a phenomenal job on mine and a few others as well. So buying two. Yeah. So I mean, please, 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 please. I'm telling you now, this man right here, he knows what he's doing. Uh, the idea I came up with, we reverted it. He reverted it. It was like the first thing that he sent to me, and I saw it, and I was just like, my eyes were like were like starstruck in it. So he he's really good at what he does. Um, I don't know his background in the graphic designing, but he he can definitely help you out and hook you up. So twenty years, shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> he has no. a portfolio too in his Discord. He does. Yeah, so that just work. gives you another reason to join the Discord. Just, just do it you have I, to i appreciate it y'all uh, and that was not a paid sponsorship uh <laughs> not at all not at all i appreciate it um, i appreciate the, that uh the logo yeah man well listen uh we appreciate you coming on the show uh thank you to everybody that came up with their questions in the discussion in the week leading up to it. Uh, clearly it was a good time. We hit the three hour mark 43 seconds ago. Um, we absolutely look forward to this every week and it's, it's always a blast. Um, I, I hope that people take things away from it and, uh, and, and learn some things, you know, uh, I do want to remind you guys, uh, after, the live shuts down. I'll begin the process and we will be on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, iHeart, and of course in the Discord tomorrow. We'll have the uh, backup copies if you want to go back and re-listen if you missed anything. Uh, I'm going to remind you one more time before we go, and I'm sure you're sick of hearing it, but join the damn Discord or Mur Murdoch will curse your cows. Yep, he will. Yep, he absolutely he will. He will. 100%. <laughs> just, just do it. You just have to. It's not that hard. It's just a button. Just It's just a button. Just push the button. <laughs> and your cats. <laughs> and your cats. All right, guys. With that being said, I think we're going to wrap it for the night. Come hang out with us in the green room in my Discord that you should join. Uh, and we'll chat for a little bit longer, at least until Sarah passes out, which is probably in about 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> looks like she's already there.